I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, let's get started. When you hear Amy and I say each other's names, that means that you are listening to the <laughs> scariest Bravo podcast in the world. That's right. Our recording every week coincides with my garbage getting taken out, so there's always ambient sounds of garbage trucks in the back. So when you hear Amy, <laughs> Riley, and the jingling of trash cans going into a garbage truck, you know you're listening to Turtle Time. That's right. But we got to leave these windows open for that cool breeze. Yeah, it's hot, hot, hot October. I um, I thought we were done. Me too. When September turned into October, I don't know if you remember, but there was two beautiful, like kind of rainy, cold days. It was mm-hmm. like fall had officially come. And then I couldn't ever imagine a world where that didn't continue. And then yeah. wouldn't you know it? It's awful now. And you just looked up your weather. And at one point, I think next week, it's going to be 91 degrees in October. Disgusting. Could you imagine, for people who don't live in Los Angeles, going outside in a beautiful October month where the leaves (laughs) are changing, you're watching Hocus Pocus, you're getting ready to put on a Halloween costume, and it's 91 out? Sick. It's absolutely sickening and it's always a flip of the coin of which october if it's going to be one of the hottest months ever or if it's going to be a cold beautiful month and i feel like last year it was a cold pretty october was it don't (laughs) quote me on that it could have been hot as hell but i remember on october 31st i was dressed up like a hobbit and i was wearing (laughs) a lot of layers and a huge wig and i wasn't even hot for one second that's great I remember last September, it was like the hottest of all time. Yeah. Like it was like death. Yeah. Septembers are so hot in Los Angeles. And then I think it's October is the make or break month when it could switch. 
I remember I went one time, it was so hot that I went to see Top Gun Maverick for the second time because I was like, I need to sit in an ice box. And then I got home and the power was out on our entire block, so we couldn't even use AC. And then, so I went to go see, what's that movie called? The George Miller one, oh, A Thousand uh, oh, a Years thousand, of Longing or something. A Thousand. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And I was, was like, that? so I saw... Um, two movies in a day which honestly isn't that weird for me but i got to sit in the nice chilled air i I already asked you about that movie but (laughs) that movie was bad right (laughs) i mean under the circumstances by which i saw it in that i got to like drink diet coke in a cold room i enjoyed it yeah but it was like kooky but almost any movie could (laughs) adhere to that formula and be good right if it's cold and you're my standards are very low it just that was i have goodwill towards george miller but when i saw that trailer i i think i was like i think i can judge a movie by its trailer and say this looks very bad to me it's kind of cool because honestly it's giving rome a little bit what because he's been alive for so long that when they go through the past he's in all these different eras whoa and so it's kind of cool wow so he's (laughs) potentially thinking about it's the Roman giving history that's awesome Wait, <laughs> wow so there's a historical element to it that one might enjoy. yeah like he has popped out of his little bottle multiple times throughout a thousand years that's sweet and it's um Idris Elba yeah he's the genie yes he's a genie right yeah and I think he... they call him a djinn oh right that's the more that's the um I think more like old old version I don't know if that's like problematic now or something because I don't know that word, but do they say it a lot in it? Yes, I think it is problematic. It is. <laughs> I'm just Bleep this. I think it's no. I think delete the file. <laughs> no, if George Miller put something in his movie, I think he would have probably thought it was appropriate. I think they just genie. It's like when oh, you know what? It's like when they say zombies, but they call them walkers because zombies uh-huh. is such a lame term and it's yeah. been used in a bunch of garbage. So then they make it walkers and they're like you know they're technically zombies but they just want to give it a more creative yeah, name for sure do you ever think it's weird when <laughs> in these movies like in vampire movies or zombie movies when these things happen and no one is like these are zombies because in their <laughs> world those things don't exist right like i don't know if you've ever seen midnight mass but no it's a- we were just talking about that though because i saw hamish link ladder at um link later Hamish Linklater. I I didn't even know that was him. He's such a good actor in Midnight Mass. And if you want something spooky this year, um, Midnight Mass is about as spooky as it gets. Scary, and and it makes me, it it turns my stomach in a way, some of the things about it. But in this universe, they've never heard of a specific type of monster. I don't even want to spoil it. There's a specific monster that everybody is turning into, but in their world, no one has ever heard of that. Is it a blob? Yeah. (laughs) midnight mass it's a huge mass of a blob i i didn't want to spoil it but since you guessed correctly unfortunately everybody eats this certain type of food at the cafeteria that they all eat at at this old town jello jello and they turn into unfortunately gigantic big blob monsters from that one movie the blob what was that the old blob the blob the was it just the blob Yeah. yeah and then in this universe, for some reason, no one has seen the blob, so they don't know what's <laughs> happening, even though they're all turning into what is quintessential blobs. <laughs> I would love to be a blob. It would be awesome. You, What, <laughs> what kind of – are you just sort of um, hoovering up yeah. food and Are objects? you sentient? Yeah, no. 
are you sentient? <laughs> but blobs are just accruing things, right? Yeah, it just like keeps growing. Blobs, one monster that doesn't, <laughs> that never really got like prestige treatment until Midnight Mass. And it's not really, they're not really talked about as one of the like universal monsters. Yeah, he's left out. You know who else is? I was just thinking, um, Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. You can't really make Swamp Thing very cool. Is he different than the creature from the Black Lagoon? Very similar. Okay. <laughs> I love, we were like talking about what we were going to talk about today. And we're like, there's not really a lot of news. I was like, I'm sure we'll think of something. And then it bleeds into the, the blob minute. <laughs> we need to of, be like yanked off the air. <laughs> three minutes of, of talking about different st- style of monsters. It's just, um, we, we got Frankenstein, which there's not even a lot of contemporary examples of Frankenstein. Yeah. Vampires are so... Like, they take up 80% of the monster world. We have so much vampire content, so much zombie content. Yeah. Frankenstein, sort of outdated. Mummy. Mummy, they tried to bring that back <laughs> twice in our contemporary Tom era. Tom Cruise's only flop. I know. They say that he had, like, too much control over that production, and he was, like, flying by the seat of his pants, which bring back sounds like Brendan Fraser. I know. Like, in his golden era. That that would have been a huge success if Brendan Fraser was passing the torch, you know, to yeah. Tom Cruise metaphorically and literally they could have him pass a torch in a darkened yeah. pyramid. What's more fun than that? A torch with like dust on it? Those like cobweb strands? I do love mummy culture. Yeah, I do to rewatch the mummy. Does that count for spooky season? Yeah, I was just going to ask before we tar- talk about everything else that, you know, everyone wants to hear us talk about. Um, have you I've, watched anything scary yet? I failed. Me too. I've, Bravo's taking all my damn time. Me too. The, the, the amount of time for like recreational viewing is getting, um, it's dwindling. And, smaller. and I think it's gonna, I mean, I don't know if we've told our little turtle cuties, but in November, in the end of October, it's like, what's the, it's like Bravo Palooza. Yeah. There's like 10 active shows. I mean, not to gripe i think it's beautiful (laughs) and i think it's fun if you get to be a casual viewer of that yeah i think we're gonna have to i think we're gonna have to put out a poll you know and say i i I assume people love potomac but then isn't miami coming back at the same time yeah and beverly hills i know people want to hear about beverly hills i feel like miami is like because of the way bravo has treated it I feel safer putting that one on the back burner since they've treated it like a stepchild this yeah, whole time. Right. So I'm like, just because all of a sudden they're putting it in the like true lineup, I feel like if there's one we could choose to back burner, I think it'd be that one. Yeah. Or prioritize. I mean, maybe if we find out that Miami is, is so powerful and undeniable, then you and I race to it. And then if Beverly Hills is having the worst season of its life, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll still recap Beverly Hills. But yeah. anyway, I mean, it's this could be a fallow period now and then I think it's going to ramp up and then that's going to take us all the way until Vanderpump and um uh Summer House yeah because those are January February type shows it's crazy that when does Winter House start like in two weeks yeah oh yeah Winter House is one of them (laughs) at least is Winter House I wish Winter House was 30 minutes (laughs) Yeah, it could be a little breezier. I'm excited, though, because now I know who Captain Sandy is. I can't believe yeah. she's going to be in the house. <laughs> what is she going to say? Stop partying? Wait, are you fucking with me? No, Captain Sandy's in the house. 
Why? Kevin Sandy's coming to the winter house. The whole time? I think she's going to make sure she's going to like make him do activities. She's sort like of all sim- aboard. <laughs> similar to like yacht stuff where she's going to say, let's see if you can plate this dinner and bring it to uh, who are all the people? <laughs> <laughs> there's so many. I like can't keep it straight because there's so many franchises it's, it's, involved now. It's family karma. Yeah. Which I have not seen. Uh, below deck people. Yeah. Aisha. Yeah. Uh, Ma- Ma- uh, Milana. Is that her name? <laughs> like Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, one of her from Below Deck. No, uh, anyway, Below Deck people, and then Summer House people, and then Captain Sandy. I think she's just gonna whip them all into shape. <laughs> but what the hell? I, have we already talked about this? Why? What? What was going on with the productions of these shows that they didn't allow, or they made Southern Charm film at the same time as the Winter House filming, and just lost regulars from that spinoff? Right. Like, how could they have made that decision? Right. It seemed like they wanted to use the power for some other shows. So, like, Southern Charm had its moment in the spotlight? I guess. But they were but they were so integral to the Winter House experience. Totally. Dancing on tables. Yeah, like, Austin and Sierra was, like, a big storyline. Yeah. So, but anyway, I, I'm excited about Winter House just because I sort of now know. Like, when Captain Sandy comes in, I will know what her ethos is what to look for i won't be i don't have a clean slate with her anymore i like captain sandy yeah i was watching one the other day i kind of watch below deck casually like Mm -hmm. here and there i don't like put it on the day it airs or whatever but i was watching one the other day where captain sandy mentioned that she was like a troubled teen and that like boating saved her life or something like that and she said that uh she was a good kid but then someone gave her lewds really like (laughs) from Wolf like, of Wall exactly Street. i was like "Ooh, those sweet sweet housewife ludes, ludes. from a bygone era is she the only one who was admitted to lewd <laughs> use what, what are they called ludes ludes like is um she, yeah yeah quaaludes, oh, quaaludes. is yeah. she the only housewife or i mean bravo <laughs> uh leb that yeah, is i haven't to heard that one in a long time quaaludes yeah there's that's a couple, like old school there's a couple still out there they look like they really um mess people up when they take them mm-hmm. what it's a, it's like a huge painkiller yeah, I think it just, like, knocks you the fuck out. <laughs> Her story, she talks about in Bloom Deck Med, she, um, she stowed away on a ship, and they didn't find her until six months into a, um, a yachting excursion, and that's how she learned under the captain, because when she finally came up out what? from under the carriage, like the she ran away? And everything. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I cannot. I was like, I'm going to read her book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I thought that was a beautiful, unique story, that, but that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> she was a pirate? I was thinking, like, do you remember the master? Yeah. You remember when Joaquin Phoenix, uh, <laughs> he slips aboard the, the um, L. Ron Hubbard's yes. ship? But he's so drunk that he can't hide very well. He gets drunk and disorderly, and they have to put him in, like, um, they have to put him in a room, I think, yeah. and wait till he sobers up. That was sort of what I was imagining for Captain Sandy, except she was a young teenager running on away from home. Huh? On loot. <laughs> she took, yeah. You know what's like the best is the master bloops. Oh, yeah. So fun. Oh, yeah. What are they making their self? Oh, they, they make. There's like the menthol cigarettes. Yes. When he says, uh, he, he's like smoking it and he goes, this is a very good he's cigarette. He's like, I love the taste yeah. or whatever. Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, it's like a yeah. Cools commercial. Yeah. I love Cools. And they like cannot get their shit together. That was awesome. It's so fun. It's so great. It's also, like, isn't there a scene like a bloop where like an extra makes gas? <laughs> makes gas upon them? 
I don't. I haven't seen that. Place. I don't want to say the f word. <laughs> that would be the first time it's ever been uttered on Turtle I Time. I almost called it the f slur, but I was like, that's not that. I'm glad you didn't utter the f. I'm glad we've kept this uh, <laughs> removed from all f activity. Yeah, make make uh, make make gas. No, my grandma blue. used to say, um, "Drop a rose." Really? Yeah, that's like the best about it, like a dog or I, something. I like those euphemisms because anything is better than the alternative. The One f our- is nasty. <laughs> it's uncouth (laughs) it cuts so hard into you when you hear it it's it's so raunchy we were talking about barf or puke and even i don't have the aversion to those words like um oh man drop a rose (laughs) uh make gas i like pass gas even that's a little gross (laughs) what's the one about wind make wind yeah make wind that's uh, fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyway. So, well, okay. So we talked about all the things we wanted to cover. The monsters, <laughs> Universal Blob. Monsters, Winter House, <laughs> what does Hane said of the F word. Um, and, oh, dude, wait, let's let's talk about, first I want to share. Speaking of gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of making gas. No, this, this is not speaking of that. But I told you right before we recorded, and then I said, I'm going to turn this on so you have barely any time to process it. I have decided officially that without warning... And without um, reservations, sort of like Anthony Bourdain. No reservations. Is that the theme song of his? <laughs> Is that his theme song? Yeah. Oh, wow. So he, sort of like in his spirit, um, I am going to go to Jax's Studio City tonight to watch the premiere of House of Villains. I asked them, I said, can I please reserve a table? I had to email them. And they go, sure. Our tables are $250. And then you get. What? Yeah. So th- those are the VIP tables. But there's no VIP at that place for real, for real. Uh, yeah, I think they're. I think <laughs> they are taking a little page out of Lisa's book. Is anyone going to pay that on Earth? I mean, the richest people in the world who are huge e entertainment fans or or e entertainment executives or something. But I, but he also then I said, please, can you clarify this? I don't <laughs> have any money. What's wrong? What's going on? They said, actually, if you show up early enough, you can get a free table. I don't know if this is going to work, but yeah. I just think it's worth it to go there. I still haven't been. Yeah. And I didn't even know it really opened. Me neither. It, it, he had a soft launch, and then now it's just open to the public? It's very confusing. I feel like, yeah, it, I don't understand. And, like, I feel like they all they all these places, like, Shorts and Sandy's was the same way where, like, um one of our friends wanted to maybe do like a birthday there when they first opened, like literally like the first month that they opened right. and it, they were like, yeah, it's like five grand to like, you know, host something here. And it's just like, bitch, take my, like a normal amount of money. Like just yeah. let me have like a private party when you're closed. Right. Like with like a bar minimum or something yeah. like, I'm like, you guys are being greedy. I, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, we did the same thing. Like we tried to have like the new year's Eve party at Schwartz and Sandy's and they're like, okay, yeah, it's a thousand dollars. And you know, here's what you need to do to get that. It's, I don't know. They're, they're not, they're not for the working class like you and I. Don't they know a revolution's coming? Is it? Don't they hear the people sing? We are starting that revolution, right? <laughs> yeah. I can't be paying two fifty for like a tavern table. Me neither. I mean, absolutely not. And quite honestly, anyone that would pay that at Jax's Bar and Grill or whatever the fuck it's called, I would lose respect for. Jax's Bar and Grill would actually <laughs> know. If, I mean, that's like as easy as it gets to name it, but it's honestly a little bit of a step up from Jax's Studio City. Because 
if he moves that bar somewhere else, it's just going to be Jax's Burbank or Jax's yeah. Culver City. I guess that kind of makes sense. Jax. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a pun, but I guess that's a kind of a hard rhyme. He already did just add X. You remember <laughs> yeah. for that one thing? <laughs> that was a flop. And I think he, oh yeah. That was kind of like, that was kind of like Liquid IV. Oh, it was. Wasn't it? Or was it I thought mixers? it was like mixers. Oh, oh, right. But it was still something you like, a plastic thing you rip open, you pour it in your like, drink, right? Okay. Yeah. Was it? I don't remember. I think it might have come in a bottle. Oh. oh I don't God. know. Okay. It was confusing. But I got to say, he's probably the floppiest of them all. In terms of how many businesses businesses he started and what they have ultimately became. Yeah, like I feel become. like the beer cheese would have been like such a slam dunk and they like immediately the the second they faced an obstacle about a commercial kitchen, they were like, Oh, absolutely not, we cannot do this. Yeah, and there are just too many rules about food crossing like state lines or transferring food, right? right. That it's like that was a hard first business for them to do. But they are selling Mima's cheese now. So I might You have be, to order it. I might be trying that for the first time tonight. I bet for some reason they like won't have it. Like they'll be like, We don't have that yet. I think that's <laughs> most likely going to be the case. That that's not in stock. They're going to go next door to down the street to home state and just get the queso there and be and like, it's, it's beer cheese. And say it's Mima's. Um <laughs> So I'll let you know because this will come out tomorrow, but I won't have gone tomorrow. So we'll talk about it next week. But I, ha- yeah. you know, I'm excited. I think it. I think it's under the umbrella of the Rocco's uh, Tavern. Um, enterprise or whatever so i think that it was sort of a um what's that called like a turnkey yeah i think they had it all set up they put his name on it he's going to be going there and and i think he could do a bar well i mean if he's not the bartender of it you know he'll just be the face that people will <laughs> yeah. come and see yeah get him to make you a pumptini and see what color it is oh i would definitely do that he'd be so pissed <laughs> um we were talking about this like a week or two ago but someone on reddit found Jax's eBay account which maybe we'll link it in like the Patreon or something because it's so fucking funny like he just has all kinds of shit for sale like old like shoes or like I don't know like promotional stuff the uh, he has the like Delta to me dop kit just the bag for sale yeah. for like $20 on eBay and a lot of like sports memorabilia like a michael (laughs) jordan signed poster like a lot of stuff that i think was like his he he created a man cave right he must like there's no way so i think it's a lot of like memorabilia from there yeah he had this old he has this like keychain of or a finger puppet of the avoid the noise which was the that was a domino's creature right? i think so he would like steal your pizza that sounds right he was kind of like a bastard he, what other what other uh, cartoon creatures try to steal the food that they represent? Hamburglar. He does. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. He tries to, He's like the. He's like the quintessential. One. Yeah, quintessential one. Um, he's selling a Taco Bell hot sauce jumpsuit. Um, oh, what does that look like? It's like it looks like you know. Well, it's all blurry, but like so it's a lot of stuff that he's probably been sent. Yeah, it's totally like free shit. And it's a lot of stuff that seemed like it was probably a good idea at the time to buy when you were <laughs> loaded with cash. And then when you look at it and it no longer sparks joy, you immediately want to sell it. Yeah. Um, he has 
also, if I remember correctly, <laughs> he has pretty bad reviews about his selling history. Well, there's one specifically that's really long, and I was dying laughing. So it looks like it was a cassette tape for the Rocky movie soundtrack, um, the score. And this person said, um, the seller listed opened and used tapes shrink wrapped together as quote brand new, then flat out lied and still shipped them after I inquired about this exact point. I obviously initiated a return with this surly seller, then started receiving strange requests to see pictures of the tapes destroyed. Unfortunately, I don't work for the seller so they can do that themselves. Then came threats. This is the most entitled, rude, low rent embarrassment I've come across on eBay. I pity you. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what was the part about destroying the tapes? He's like, you must destroy the tapes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. When Jack sent his Rocky cassette tape from the soundtrack, he said, if you destroy don't... them. Oh, oh, oh. So if, if I give you money to return it, you have to destroy them instead of sending them back? Do you think, is there any chance that person knew that this was Jax and wanted to give him the business as a seller? Or do you think that they just have no idea? I mean, it was idea? so specific, like, about what was going on. And then there's, like, more, like, a different one said, this guy sent me the wrong package and asked me to forward it on to another buyer at my expense. That's horrible. And said he'd pay me back on PayPal, but then refused to. He's not to be trusted, in my opinion. What's his overall rating on there? It's... It's not that low. It's ninety six point two percent. Oh, but it only eBay only counts in the past year. Like oh. if you have a negative review, it like gets swept away after a year. Oh, so he probably so okay. maybe he. I bet in the past he had even more crimes. Wow. Um, but yeah, there's like um, a lot of people pissed at him. Wow. But I just like there. He was threatening people on eBay. Have you ever heard of that much drama on eBay? No, well, I don't use eBay very okay. often, but I've never had an experience like that. Is there anything you thought about potentially buying on there? Um, from Jax? Yeah. Let's see. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of just like promotional shit. Like I'm like, who is buying a Delta toiletry kit on eBay? Yeah, I think it's just one of those things where it's like before you give it away or give it to Goodwill. <laughs> he's like, could I get seven bucks like, from this? Yeah, I'm like, then post it for like a dollar, not $20. They, this is like... I think horrible to say or mean, but probably true. Like Brittany and Jax were very close. I feel like post Vanderpump rules to like l potentially leaving Los Angeles. Yeah. And, like starting a life back Would've in made more sense for them. Kentucky. <laughs> and then <laughs> they, I guess good on them in every way. They completely reaped the benefits of Scandaval. Yeah. It had nothing to do with them. Totally. Except Jax's relationship with Tom Sandoval. And then the their recap show, which was only three episodes, <laughs> had so much goodwill that they like were able to just fully come back into the yeah. public zeitgeist. They were the, saved by the bell. Saved by the bell. <laughs> Podcast started. Now he, he has this affiliation with Rocco's Tavern for the bar. <laughs> yeah. House of Villains. Supposed spinoff TBD. Um, right. He... <laughs> One of the items that's for sale for $1,600 is a framed cast of Sons of Anarchy autograph print. 
Do you think he paid like $800 for that at the ball? Is it signed by all of the sons of... Oh, it is. The full sons of Anarchy Capital. Like, what is that? This is something that you... Unless it was a gift, which it could possibly have been, but this is something that someone with disposable income thinks would be a good idea, and then you get it, and you look at it, and you go, am I deriving any joy at all? When I look upon this, that I have signed, like I would. It looks like it's from like one of those like weird ass memorabilia stores at the mall, where you're like, has anyone ever bought anything here? It's possible this is a gift, and this is what expensive people get, or what what people who have money give to other people who have money. When he was at the height of his popularity, you like like Sons of Anarchy, right? Yeah, this is like a Schwartz (laughs) gift or something. And then he's like, I don't want this at all. But if he bought this, I mean, that is. I don't know. Wild to me. Can you imagine anything more useless? Like anything you would want less? I mean, I was thinking like, I was thinking, okay, my favorite show, Sopranos. Would I want a framed photo of a bunch of random photos of Sopranos that, you know, a show I love and then all of their autographs on it? No. I really wouldn't. I don't know. I just wouldn't get that much of a thrill. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe if somebody sent me that, I would absolutely love it. But I don't know. I, I think it's just like, I think when you have... Well, obviously, when you have money, the bar is so low for the things you would sp- spend $1,600 on. And then immediately when things probably got rough out there, they're like, let's get rid of all of this garbage. He has a G.I. Joe um, set that's $50. And I mean, unless there's something I'm misunderstanding about these, they kind of just look like shitty old. Like, it's just like, yeah, like that feels like it should be $7. Yeah. He, the one thing that I thought was possibly going to be on there was the samurai sword. But then oh, yeah. like, he, he was so upset with Tom Sandoval that he gave that back. That would have been on eBay so fast. <laughs> Yellowstone Monopoly. For $69. So it's not that's that has to be what it costs in stores. Don't you feel like you could get that at Target for like 20 Yeah. So he's over. <laughs> he's, uh, he's like he, ooh, uh, a micro-touch titanium trim hair cutting body shaver for $30. Used? It appears to still be in the box. Okay. All right. Anyways, I just, I, I will try and post this link somewhere um, because it's a real joy to look through. It kind of correlates to news this week, which we didn't even think about, was that uh, Rachel Levis is selling her, selling her stuff on eBay. Yeah. Her, her, uh, I was just trying to remember her username because it was also like Jax's. What was Uh Jax's? Like JT Taylor? It's like Jax, um... Let's see. I thought I didn't say Jackson because he was trying to keep his... J-A-X-T-A, like Jaxta-22. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, and then Rachel's was like Rachel in the Stars or something. Oh, wow. And she is selling the lightning bolt necklace. Yeah. And the... I guess she had two Tom Tom hoodies. So she yeah, gave one to Andy. One to Andy. Ooh, wow. The lightning bolt's at 3200 Oh, and it hasn't... Uh, the bidding... Four days not... left. Okay, wait. Lightning <laughs> bolt is 3200 And then how much is that Tom Tom hoodie? Let's see. Rachel with the lights. Oh, Rachel with the lights. Um, oh my God, it's at eighty nine hundred. The hoodie. Do people know that? that I, I that don't you think could that buy might it. be the one. That, are they thinking that that's the one that she wore as her like Halloween costume? I don't think she even specifically said that. Or the one that like Tom recreated her right. as the Halloween costume. Right. I miss. Why do these have so much? Why do these have so much? Um, cultural importance the the hoodies oh you get two i think oh okay because there's one that has black there's one that has like colored stones and one that has black stones 
Oh, okay. So, so but two what, for nine thousand. That's not bad. <laughs> but what is the um, what is the cultural significance of the hoodie? Right. I mean, it's just Tom Sandoval wore it before their affair came to light when he dressed like her. She gave it to Andy as a gift because it was oh, in a here. way. It says. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, first of all, it says, I can't rewrite history, but I can use something from my darkest days towards a good cause. And then it says about the cause. And then it says, this listing is for both hoodies. The infamous three-tone topaz on black Tom Tom hoodie is the one I wore at, uh, wore day three at BravoCon. Oh. And is the same style hoodie I boldly gave to Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live the night everything blew up in my face. I added the black hoodie to the listing since it's more worn and not in pristine condition. The rhinestone Tom Tom hoodie is designed by Eddie Valentine. Wow. Um, one of them's missing a drawstring. Damn. Will be signed upon request. Wow. Okay. So it, so when she boldly gave it to Andy, she was being bold <laughs> because she knew this was happening, yeah. but no one in the world knew, but she made a bold statement. And then this, one of them is the one she wore when she was in the audience of BravoCon listening to Tom Sandoval and the most extras. Yeah. Hanging out with Ariana. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, eh. The lightning bolt necklace to me has a lot of power. Yeah. That is like, you could take that and take the negative energy from that and like create a new positive force upon it. But I don't know. The hoodie, I don't know. If Tom Tom... I don't think Tom Tom sells that exact one anymore. That was like I think that was an exclusive for um, Pride. Okay, because if they were smart, they would fucking sell those like all day long. I mean, it's a cool hoodie. I like it. Yeah, it's nice. Well, okay. that was the news <laughs> and the Universal Monster Minute, and you know whatever the hell else we talked about. But I think Amy and I might you know just not do a full hour of news and maybe go into. Um, the shows this week. Southern Charm. Yeah, you want to talk about Southern Charm? Ba-ba-doo. Do we need a certified uh, turtle piss break, or is it so early that our bodies aren't really even accustomed to uh, going th- to the bathroom this week? <laughs> uh, I think I can live. Okay, maybe we'll... we'll okay, whenever you want. <laughs> we'll you reassess at the one hour. Yeah, give me the sign. You wink at me twice <laughs> like you always do when you have to go pee. <laughs> You'll see me start to twitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Southern Charm? Yeah. All right. How did you feel overall about this uh, wonderful episode of Southern Charm? I thought it was good. In Vino Veritas. Yes. Um, you know, I guess it really is... I'm cool with this just being the, the plot line of the season. It seems like that's really just all it's going to be about right. is this uh, Austin, Taylor, Shep, whatever situation. Yeah. Does anyone have anything else going on? No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Craig, who's usually reliable for a, a storyline, just has his business empire growing and how often he can see Paige and will him and Paige get engaged or whatever. But so he usually is, is I guess, relied upon for a story. But yeah, this is this is it. And it's, yeah. it's been what, five episodes or four? four. four. OK. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it start it opens up with the Taylor Olivia thing, the end, the tail end of that. And then all the way through the end, that's what they're talking about. Yeah. And I like that it was, um, I love episodes where it's like one event and you really mm-hmm. watch it in real time. Like they're that entertaining that they want to just stay with the night. Yeah. And this had that a lot. I yeah. loved the, the messiness of watching them go from like a sanctioned Bravo <laughs> party, like a business event, yeah. like the day chaser event. And then seeing them split off <laughs> and go to this sort of like, <laughs> 
you know, this completely different vibe. This, totally. Like, after party vibe. Yeah. Which was so fun. Well, it was funny that the party in this episode was opera ski themed when that's literally happening on Salt Lake right now. There's an opera ski party. I know. I was stunned. <laughs> what, what it, so opera means after? Yeah. I think it's like a culture of like, that's when you have a hot toddy and like drink after you've been skiing. Which is a fun vibe. Wasn't there a Bravo show called Opera Ski? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's to... about like luxury ski lifestyle. So why was Taylor's event this? I don't know. I think she just had to come up with a concept. It felt very Kyle Cook coded to me. Oh, because some of the people. It, that's like what it looked like. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, this so even though it was fun because of what was going on, like, did you think this event was good overall, <laughs> like a success? No, because the drink didn't shine. Right. No and one also, even wanted it. It was the worst um, atmosphere to have a day chaser. It was rainy and it <laughs> yeah. was dark. Yeah. And if w- no one wanted a seltzer. No. Yeah. At one point, Shep ordered a Stella and Taylor's like, why are you drinking that? He was like, why not? And she was like, why aren't you drinking the day chaser and he was like oh i don't know someone just handed it to me yeah even though we had clearly seen that he had just asked for one he, he was like i don't want that shit yeah so day chaser is getting a little too much uh shine i'll yeah. say right now i don't know why taylor this is her first time was she a full-time cast member was she considered a full-time cast member last season she was at the reunion like, yeah right you're yeah. right okay so she was full-time so I, I usually typically would like people to wait a little bit before they start their business. Right. Um, but it's not even her business. She's just a salesperson. I know, so we're watching. I mean, Bravo must get like 50% of the cut. And they're like, right. yeah, hey, please talk about Day Chaser. But um, um, Shep on Watch What Happens Live was saying Andy was asking him about telling Taylor to quit her job or whatever. Yeah. And he was saying like in he was defending himself saying that at her old because what was she like a dental like an orthodontic assistant or something like that he said that she at that job had to put in six weeks notice to even take one day off whoa um and he was like so we can't do anything or whatever which i mean don't tell your girlfriend to quit her job but it sounded like she perhaps was interested in a different lifestyle as well um and that he was like and i set her up with this new job and she's making more money i was like how much money could she be making for that unless they really just want to use her to get it on the show brand ambassador um why couldn't taylor get a similar job in the similar industry after quitting i mean right i know i'm like i'm pretty sure like once you quit there's a need for like medical service once, of all kind once you quit a job at one place you can never work in that <laughs> <Banished>. industry again <laughs> i hope um, one day i get braces and i look up and she's putting them on do you want to get braces <laughs> no i would do invisalign maybe. me too i wish i did during covid me too oh i wish oh, God. i was so <laughs> i was too embarrassed in eighth grade or seventh grade when i could make that choice i was like i'm already feel horrible about everything in my life and how I look. I can't add one more thing because I couldn't think see past the future where this is could be two years. Why not do it when everyone looks like absolute shit? Yeah. You know what like I mean? Everyone on earth changing. had, I was actually pissed. Like everyone had braces. So I thought it was cool. Yeah. And but you I didn't, didn't need them. them. Did your, did your dentist say you can choose either way? I don't think it even came up. Like you didn't I didn't really have, have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really either. They're like, if you could, if you want them, you can have them, but. I don't know. I just, I, w- I couldn't put that, add that to my sure. <laughs> thing that I was already suffering through in middle school. Yeah. I do kind of have a conspiracy theory. I, I mean, it's not, I, it's not a well-rounded idea. I'm just like, what are the chances that like 80% of children need their teeth straightened by these metal binds? Yeah. Well, I think, 
I think the bar for what is considered a not perfect smile is very low. You know what I mean? So it's just like, even if you have one tooth, that's kind of. Yeah. Like my teeth on the bottom aren't like perfectly straight, but it's like, I don't care. I want to see your teeth so bad right now, (laughs) but I can't see them at all. (laughs) Yeah. They look absolutely normal. (laughs) So, uh, oh yeah. We were talking about day chaser. So what was that? Oh, oh, I guess like what was important about this episode was, (laughs) well, this is, we're watching a rumor, which I already said this last week. It's like, this it's one like you said one rumor one thing is happening and it just is getting spread throughout the group very slowly and we're almost watching it in real time Olivia tells Leva what she learned about Taylor and then Shep hears the rumor now from Olivia because he can't get the truth from Austin or Taylor it's like a very slow but I do like it it's like an organic secret is yeah. coming out and spreading among yeah. the cast. And Taylor does not seem all that concerned about it or no. she feels she says at one point that she was totally in her right like in her rights or something like that and she was like she says were they ever even really dating which I know we said yeah. but I'm like you're not allowed to say that. I got that. <laughs> I got a little shot of that's what we thought. You know like I, I was like I was like well somebody said it it's but yeah you're right. Taylor, like Taylor, it looks insensitive for her yeah. to bring that up. But you know, we thought the same thing. <laughs> it's true. But even if your friend has a situationship or whatever you want right. to call it, Facebook gets complicated. That's still off limits. Is it? Well, I, well, I wanted to ask, like, because my whole thing watching that, or one big question I had is like, I can't tell exactly how affected Shep is by this. Yeah, I've seen him be so much angrier <laughs> and uh, like blow his lid over such smaller shit egg toss yeah like he's been so aggrieved by way smaller things than this and gotten so pissed at craig and yeah all this stuff and i'm like sometimes i'm watching his reaction and i'm like do you know that the good reality tv show response is for you to be very affected by this because it's gold yeah but are you are you super hurt by Austin doing this to you and by Taylor doing this to you? I can't fully tell. Yeah. Do, can you? Do you Do you have a better read on him after knowing him longer? Because I had a binge of Shep. But I feel no. like you would know his character after living with him longer. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Like, I think, first of all, like, he would do the same thing. Right. 100%. I mean, like, and then... Without question. And Whitney did worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Watch What Happens, a caller asked if Shep was hypocritical because he slept with Catherine when Craig liked Catherine. I saw that question. And Shep was like, well, he shared a bed with her for four nights and didn't like do the deed, so he lost his chance. Craig and Catherine <laughs> slept in the same bed for four nights? Maybe on one of those trips wow. to like Governor's Island or whatever the fuck it's called. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that Craig's little crush. I know. I mean, it happens very quickly, and Shep uh, and her make love very quickly <laughs> in season one, and then Thomas Ravenel era happens, and Craig just sort of gets completely sidelined. Yeah. Um, but do you, like, I guess, do you think, is a part of this Shep reacting as, like, the audience reaction, and he knows how he should play this, or do you think he's maybe just having trouble articulating uh, how he feels? Or I was wondering, if is he couching his take on this because there's been such talk about bro code mm-hmm. and like men 
owning women after they date right. them or like deciding what <laughs> someone can do. And I was wondering if he's almost giving a more tepid reaction because it's like, well, Taylor can do what she wants and I don't know how to display my anger because I don't want it to be like, once that was mine, right. no one in my circle can right. ever be with him. You know, it's right. like, there's been such talk about bro code right. and JT, well, JT calls up. it professional courtesy. Right, which is just a, um, <laughs> what's that called? Euphemism. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm all, I'm curious to see how he'll respond once he's faced with the facts because like at the end of today's episode or last week's episode um he's saying you know austin goes what do you consider hooking up and i was like what does that mean right but he also like i mean at this point craig suspects it whitney suspects it shep if he's thinking even for a second yeah could it really just have been you guys called each other's you know your family about potentially dating like most likely there was physical contact but i'm almost questioning yeah. did we ask this last week like i i want to know if this is it like is it possible right. that this is it and they just never kissed because taylor was like <laughs> almost like swearing to god right well whitney seems convinced uh to use his words that they swapped bodily right. fluids i gotta say <laughs> i gotta say i don't know what it is i had a huge change of heart about whitney i don't know maybe it's because i haven't seen him in a while and i have i'm removed from his awful <laughs> awful past but whitney in small doses just drinking <laughs> champagne and chicken you loved his uh author i forget what quote Barton about amos <laughs> Barton amos so he said uh, well should we do we want to get in or do we want to just keep bouncing around i don't know how you feel bounce around Let's bounce, bounce around, around. Uh, yeah, okay, so the first half is like all, all the it's just the rumor spreading then we get yeah, to the party chaser. whatever then austin which i thought this was this was, um, I don't know, something to parse. Austin is telling everyone that the reason why he's not going to the day chaser party, which I thought was like kind of lame of him uh -huh. to not go to. He's Taylor. a coward. Yeah. I mean, I know. I don't want to say that. He's a weasel. Like I gener like historically have liked Austin, but over time he's like a bitch. Yeah. I mean, Madison told him that straight to his face in that yeah. scene that they keep showing. Um, I felt it was very conflict averse, and I didn't understand his rationale because he tells everyone he's like Taylor and Olivia had a talk about me hooking <laughs> up, and I don't want to be around them if they're potentially fighting. And he was like, "If I hug Taylor, will Olivia look at me weird?" But he's not saying actually to anyone what they're talking about like he's lying he lies to shep initially about why he's not going yeah he, he doesn't tell whitney the full truth um but yeah i just thought it was it was but, but then ultimately i was glad that he had this weird after party like i've never i don't think i've ever just seen whitney and austin like hang <laughs> on their own yeah and for some reason to me that was more entertaining than the day chaser party with everyone yeah. there it felt like old times yeah yes it had it had it had early Southern charm energy. Yeah. They're just getting drunk, drinking champagne, eating chicken, doing shots of vodka, holding dogs. <laughs> yeah. And I liked it. I liked that it. it was like mom's asleep upstairs. I mean, <laughs> Patricia in Whitney's relationship is so interesting. I mean, one I of know. the, one of the best or most, I don't know, interesting mother son, like relationships <laughs> yeah. to dissect in the yeah, Bravo Yeah, like why universe. were they hanging out at her house? Doesn't he have his own house in Charleston? Like... I don't know if he does at this point because he, he used to have that weird like loft. And... I think her place is so big, yeah. And we don't get to see the full. Or I, I don't. I never like him watching when you're like they're showing the full 
place. But I think your place is so big that he has his own separate entire entrance. And yeah, like, like maybe does he mostly live in LA? I think so. And then he just comes, comes out for the show. Life. Yeah. Um, but Whitney and Patricia in small doses, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm fine. I didn't yeah. like when Patricia was like, like if Patricia would have hosted that garden party for, uh-huh. to, to get Taylor back on her feet after chef, I would have been like, what the hell is Patricia doing here? This yeah. has nothing to do with her. <laughs> but then now it's like Vanita hosting that. It's right. a little more organic. Right. Um, but then this, just like using her house as a party pad, <laughs> Patricia's asleep. It's kind of fun. Whitney asking about Austin's foibles. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I liked all of that. Um, um, great. Um, yeah. So then it's like Shep and Olivia go to the party together. So, which it's funny because he's worried that it seems inappropriate they go together and you're like you're like you guys don't aren't giving off like horny energy together like i feel like he would never hook up with her in a million years i don't know he just doesn't give the vibe that he would be down i was actually i was kind of shipping them (laughs) (laughs) she keeps like i don't know what to say she bums me out olivia yeah tell me why she's just kind of a wet log (laughs) (laughs) i I, I know that like she's in this specific instance like sad because of what has just happened, but she was on Watch What Happens too, and she was boring as fuck. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> she didn't really say anything. I don't know. I don't have a good read on her yet. I thought her uh, performance last episode was very powerful. <laughs> performance. Her whatever. Her <laughs> her actual reaction to the situation. Her calling Taylor out, bringing that up, having that hard talk on camera. Uh, her reaction to it, I thought was, you know, all great. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen her be super fun. Yeah. She's not giving star. You, you think? No. And what about Taylor? She's at least has like a little firecracker energy where I'm like, I don't know what you're capable of. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she could be like Madison 2.0 potentially. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then speaking of stars, I mean, Madison is a star. Totally. So at this day chaser party, um, uh, Austin, everyone acknowledges Austin's absence and they're like, what the hell? Like, why couldn't he show up? And they're, they're sort of doing this. They're all going to the day chaser party just to support Taylor. But it seems like it's, what's that called? It's a, it's an obligation for them. Yeah. And then there's like talk of this after party starting to stir. <laughs> And this party is more, like I said, the Bravo sanctioned, like JT is there, Rod yeah. is there, and they're all kind of just, um, tr- like even JT didn't shine in this, at this party. Right. He was just kind of like bringing up the same things he's been talking about for the last three episodes. Yeah. It, it was also, it was like double Bravo sanctioned because it was at Republic and they would even like lower third the servers oh. there. So they clearly like wanted to, get... to remind us that. You know, that's a main place for us. Yeah. And then I felt like um, the Rod Olivia thing, I feel like that is DOA yeah. already. Like, I already got the sense that the way she talked about it, it's like, yeah, we had a day date. And uh, and then and then he, Rod is like, oh, I really like her. Like, he thinks this relationship is going to happen. Like, I would almost bet, you know, a lot of money that this relationship is not happening, you know, yeah. and, and didn't go past yeah. maybe a couple dates. Sure. Yeah. Did um, you get a sense of that? I mean, did you think yeah. it was sort of fizzling? Yeah, I mean, they're both kind of tame, so it felt like, I don't know, I, even though I thought they were, like, sweet together, it was like, I wasn't seeing fire. Yeah, I think I, I think I might have over, <laughs> overrated that date. I, I thought that it was nice how sweet Rod was being to Olivia after 
mostly she gets treated like shit by yeah. you know most people and so rod was like a breath of fresh air but i guess i overstate or over imagined how her reaction to mm-hmm. rod yeah she just feels kind of like sleepy you think um, she's really tired yeah and i'm tired always so when someone else is tired i'm like no tired recognize the tired like yeah you need energy you need yeah. to see that energy. i need um madison saying that if um <laughs> if she if taylor did what she did to olivia to her that she would have ripped her hair out and her nickname would be patches yeah that was fun <laughs> madison brings it i mean they are uh the producers are very happy with madison they show her every single episode multiple times just doing the most random things she'll be just heating up bacon or making a sandwich <laughs> like we get a check-in with madison every right. single episode well also i love that austin when he's fucked up is like bring madison yeah i'm like you are just a glutton for punishment yeah, like the why the fuck here? would you want her there and then like um vanita is like is it an open invite and they're like no <laughs> that that struck me uh very very strongly when uh the after party is being talked about i mean I've been in that situation. It, it, it felt real. Yeah. Uh, Whitney and uh, Austin call Craig drunk to yeah. say, like, get your ass over here and party with us. Yeah. And then they hear Madison's voice. They're like, we want she, Madison yeah, over too. She answers the phone and she says, um, what did she say? She's like, it's um, beauty, beauty, beauty something. Oh, yeah. It's House of beauty. This is cutie. Yeah. <laughs> a good way to answer the phone. And he was like, hey, Madison. Like, he knew it was her immediately. Yeah. That was really sweet. And they're like, wow, we want Madison's energy here. And then Vanita, like you said, very sadly, was like, is that an open invite to... <laughs> I mean... Well, first of all, they shouldn't have invited Madison because then if it was just the boys, you'd be like, it's just the boys. Like, because like we're at my mom's house yeah. and like I don't want like 400 people here because then it's like you got Vanita, you got Leva, you got right. JT, you right. got Rod, you got all these right. people. And it's like, that's not what this is about. No, it was <laughs> it was almost like clearly defining who's actually friends in this group and who they're not ready to like let in. Yeah. JT, Rod. Yeah. It's giving when I went to a bar mitzvah when I was 12 or whatever the cool kids were going up to one of the hotel rooms to do God knows what. And they wouldn't let me go. Really? And I was like, screw you guys. I'm going home. Did you go home? <laughs> yeah. What? I made my dad pick me up from the Torrance Marriott. Oh my God. The Torrance Marriott. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. Outstanding outside the Torrance Marriott. What, um, what, sorry, what age was this? I must've been 12. Cause I mean, or 13. Cause and they were getting a hotel room all together. Well, it was in the hotel, like the ballroom. And so then I think he, the birth, like bar mitzvah boy had a room upstairs oh. and they were fucking around up there. Really? Yeah. Do you know anyone still from that group? <laughs> like on Instagram, not think, like super friendly. Do you mind if I ask them <laughs> if we could interview them on turtle time to ask what they did in that room? Sure. What if it's just, what if it was like, we got in a huge <laughs> Funny fight. business. Be- no, what if it was like, we got in a huge fight because we all loved Amy so much <laughs> and we <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something yeah. really sweet. Yeah. I think ultimately a lot of those kids ended up having problems. So they Damn. were probably doing shit that I would like wouldn't have done at that point in time. Damn. I wasn't <laughs> like that at twelve. No, I was like, I'm a I'm a kid, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I said the same thing. I was a kid at twelve. I, I was like, I love I love Lucy. Yeah, I was like, I love video games and Nickelodeon and I have one friend. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> anyway, so I, Vanita, I feel your pain. Speaking of 
of having one friend, Austin had one friend, Whitney. And um, I don't know what it was about the environment of that after party. I think, like you said, it reminded me of early Southern Charm. And it also was just so much more freewheeling and not didn't have the gloss of Bravo. Yeah. Like when they're deciding to go to this after party and Madison just makes this the split decision, it didn't it didn't uh scream call sheet. It was like, yeah. Oh Madison's going. Yeah. And Vanita's staying. Yeah. And then Shep might go, but he's gonna think about it. And then yeah. Craig's waiting in the rain in his fur coat. Yeah. You know, like I liked all of that like ramshackle energy I loved about the it. Interaction with Shep where he was like he was like, I'll let you know in ten minutes. Yeah. He was like, I don't want to wait ten minutes for you to tell me if you're thinking about it, he was like, I'll wait 10 minutes if you, if you say yes. And he was like, let me know in five if it's a yes. Yes. That stuff to me, <laughs> I, like I love, I love that. Yeah. That scene that you just said about people <laughs> and how they perceive time and who can make a decision. Like in just the, the little dynamics between even Shep and Craig in that one instance yeah. is like almost more fun for me to watch than 80% right. of Bravo well, then, content. Yeah, Shep, you can see all the logic where he goes, because he orders a shot and a beer, and then goes, Craig is like, let's go. And he's like, you just ordered a beer. And he was like, it's for the road. Yeah. And, <laughs> and even Shep, I, I love, like we already mentioned, I love Shep ordering Estelle because he doesn't want to drink a day chaser, then lying <laughs> to uh, Taylor about it. Like just yeah. little stuff like that is so fun to me. Yeah. I, I feel, yeah. So anyway, then, then when Craig and uh, Madison and Shep decide to go, they enter the house. And it, <laughs> I like that the house is all like dark. I know. I was like, is the for a split second i was like is the power out yeah. it was so dark yeah and it's like this rainy night they all get there and then it's it's the the uh dynamic where two people are way drunker than the people who show yeah. up you know because they've been there for way longer Yeah, they were like liddy yeah. um i will say it was like the mood of like um you know what the south has that we don't is the those gas lamps yeah like real flame lamps did they have those I think like a lot of the like porch lights there are like gas flame, oh, okay. which I'm like, I feel like if I had that, I'd be really nervous, but it's no different than like a pilot light. Yeah, I I, I know. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'm so unobservant, but that, I would love that much more. This is the interior design minute. Yeah, I, I like just that. would always, I think it's such a vibe. I mean, I, I every week I watch Southern Charm, I want to go to Charleston so bad. Totally. It just looks so fun. Did you notice that JT's Airbnb had a Craig pillow? Yes. <laughs> he had the how, crab one. How do you feel about this Airbnb empire? I think it's problematic, but that's not what we come to these shows for. Yeah, I was like, is this something we're celebrating? Because in, in, like, I feel like, the, like uh, people mostly think... <laughs> It's awful to buy properties and rent them out and yeah. just have tourists. Going <laughs> Especially back at that level. He was like, we bought a whole damn neighborhood. But then he says, <laughs> I think to justify this uh, renovation and Airbnb purchasing is saying that these buildings were like abandoned and right. haunted. Ramshackle. Like, ramshackle. Uh, you know, er, like they were dilapidated and then we are restoring them and then now people can live in them but i wonder how the people of charleston feel about jt is he like a monster right because i mean imagine that yeah i mean well it's like most places that are end up being airbnb heavy that usually ends up getting like banished like i don't right. think in like big bear you're allowed to do airbnb anymore i'm not sure about palm springs but i think they like put a cap on it because it's just gets way out of control right and there's just like a million empty houses yeah and it's just and it's another way for rich people to just get richer because yeah. you just they have the money to buy a property then they get to 
you know, have people like us who can't ever afford something like that live there. Yeah, make and more then money. there's like a housing shortage, so everything's so expensive. So yeah, politically it's shitty, but um, I still think that he's funny, and I loved how outraged he was when Shep told him what was going on. He was like clutching his pearls. He was like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was. It, it was like he he that rumor that he brought up would like started to gain steam or whatever. Yeah, Shep was foe strangling him and was like you're the one that started all of this and he's yeah. like what do you mean what did you think about sheps um before he left to go to the after party what did you think about him talking to taylor about uh everything it was kind of weird yeah. and then it started to get heated and you know he was saying i guess validly so like you know she gave him so much shit at the reunion about hooking up with someone else after they broke up yeah and he was like meanwhile you were like tentatively going to date Austin while you were screaming at me about like having sex with some girl while I was traveling. Right. And she kind of like agreed. Yeah. She was like, you're not wrong. Yeah. And then they start fighting and love is like, this is a work event. Right. And he I'm also, like, you've made a fool of yourself. Right. He also said that they used to laugh in private. about <gasps> yeah. Austin. Yeah. Like what the hell? <laughs> Isn't he his friend? I know that's kind of like embarrassing. Um, I mean, I get, I, I know what he means. Like he's like, you always thought Austin was a dirtbag. Right. And like, meanwhile, now you're like, actually, you know, and she's like, we were two hurt people. Right. It's then, weird. Cause she like both doesn't feel bad about it and like acts like it's nothing, but then pulls a card of like, we are broken and needed help. And I'm like, well, which is it? Yeah. And it's also like ridiculous to say that Austin was like, so absolutely heartbroken after that reunion. <laughs> no. Right. No. Yeah. um but yeah so then uh they go to the house um they're whooping it up shep and austin start talking he was like sorry like austin again is getting so tongue-tied he like can't fucking speak straight at all and then uh he's like sorry like we got so drunk whatever and shep is like in vino veritas and he's like in wine there's truth and he's like Exactly. I that was awesome. <laughs> I was like, you did it. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was great. Um, I mean, wine was an easy one. Vino. And yeah. then Veritas. I feel like that's... Verifiable. Like... Yeah. Yeah. That was cool, though. I was glad. I mean, there, yeah. that was too, like, cool. Well, there was... Like, I love Martin Amos. I love that quote or whatever. <laughs> I tried to look that up. Yeah. I tried to look up... He said... The good thing about alcohol is that it kills the past. Yeah. And I looked that up because I wanted to like <laughs> quote it in full. Couldn't find it. No. <laughs> and I looked. And so like he had, I don't know, I, I couldn't find it. So Whitney, when you listen to this, let me know. I don't know if he maybe got it like he was whittling it down to like it's essential and it was right. way longer quote or whatever. But I couldn't find one reference to that. Interesting. Quote. Yeah. Austin was like, you know what's wrong with alcohol? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, they like they're they just made it a point to like get really drunk together. Yeah. Which was fun. Yeah. I love that. A good old fashioned drunk as they say. Yeah. They really had it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Shep and Austin are going back and forth. He's like asking questions. Shep's like, you're so vague. Like you're always so vague. And he's like, what do you mean? And he really was. He really, uh, hearing Austin talk and explain this, it's like, it is pure gibberish. Right. And I'm like, you need to figure out your plan of what you're willing to say or not, because you're just like flopping. He goes, Shep's like, okay, well, if you did do something, would you tell me? And he's like, would I tell you what? Right. And then he's like, did you hook up? And he's like, define hook up. And I'm like, bro, you got to get your story straight. Yeah. So if he's asking to define hooking up, I think (laughs) hooking up 
usually means sex unless for some people hooking up means making I out. feel like a makeout counts in my opinion. For hooking up? Yeah. Okay, but so but if Austin's trying to ask what he's talking about, do you think that he is indicating that him and Taylor could have only potentially made out and not had sex? I guess, but it's like if you're getting to that level of the conversation, you just have to fucking admit it then. If Austin and Taylor made out, I'm like, I'm trying to go with the show of, of treating this like a Southern charm scandal and make this worthy of our attention or whatever. But if yeah. I like, if I think about it closely or I, you know, try to analyze it, like, I, I don't know, are we going to be so shocked or stunned or will this will this permeate the entire season if we just find out that Austin and Taylor right out when they're drunk well that's the thing I'm like if they would have just admitted that it wouldn't be a big deal like it's a little bit of there could be but to stretch it out for five episodes and be like all right fine we made out like that's kind of like insane yeah I also like I wasn't 100% sure like Olivia goes to Taylor's party and like we saw her she was very upset by right. Taylor in the last episode and I was wondering it's like you're gonna support her even though like you kind of just had your friendship rocked by right. this horrible thing and then the next day you were okay with going to her party to support and the thing that her? she said to her was very confusing I couldn't really tell what she was going for she was like just wanted to let you know that I'm here to support and so that's what it's about and I was yeah. like why else would you be here like yeah. what what are you trying to clarify yeah clarify that like hey things are not like perfect between us but i'll still be here to support i mean and then you always have to think about like did she just not want to miss a party on southern charm yeah gotta keep your man hours um <laughs> i did just want to mention since we're talking about the well read of it all um <laughs> andy was teasing shep about how craig joked that shep isn't well read and he's like, what do you have to say about that? And Shep's like, well, then what does that make him? A troglodyte? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I was like, Andy, it's very always fun when Southern Charm Boys are on, but definitely Shep. Like, Andy feels so comfortable. Like, he fucks with him, but they're clearly, like, so friendly. Yeah. So he's, like, both hard on him slash, yeah. I don't know. Like, he just goes harder with him than anyone else. Yeah, it's a different plane than... Yeah, like they're just there's no boundary. Yeah, like he was asking him about. He was like, "Do you pleasure your partner's Shep?" And he like got Shep to admit that he likes going downtown uh, on his partners. And Andy was like, "Everybody, pay attention at BravoCon because he was like, (laughs) (laughs) he went through a list. They played um, like swipe left or right, like dating game or whatever. And Shep um, said yes to Bryn." He even said yes to Heather Gay. Um, He said no to Katie because he was like, I don't want to get involved in the scandal. It makes sense to me. Totally. Um, And he said yes to Lala. Wow. Um, And Olivia mostly said yes. It would be like random people from like Blow Deck or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then they get to Frank Catania and she said no. And I was like, boring. Strike another strike against you. You'd be so fucking lucky. For sure. Man, I was, Shep and Lala is kind of a powerful duo. That'd be crazy. But I feel like she... I don't see it. For who? I feel like Lala would, like, hate him. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who who else did Olivia say yes to? Um, was there any, like... Remarkable? Captain Jason. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know him yet. They were all kind of, like, randos. Oh, okay. Um, oh, she said yes to Craig. 
She did? Yeah. Olivia said yes to Craig? Yeah. Wait. Paige's Craig? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> ah, that's cool. Um, Craig was a great supporting uh, player this episode. You know, like he's still fun even when the main story is not ha- about him. Yeah. Still have good takes on stuff. Fun for coat. Yeah. Um, provides the um, his opinion in every circumstance, you know, and usually it's right for the most part. Yeah. Gives good advice. Yeah. Uh, no, I liked the the old boys at Patricia's house. It was fun. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It felt like it was a good episode, but I feel like I'm kind of like ready for the next like phase. Like, let's all learn this. Yeah, like let's like figure out what move past because there's no way like 18 episodes (laughs) are going to be about this. Right. Um, Like, I feel like we're like gearing up for like trip territory. Like I need like, I don't know. Ready for a trip. Yeah, trips usually, usually now there's two trips a season, right? And then one's like a local trip and then one's a big budget trip. Yeah. And usually they do happen like right at the start of the season. Yeah. I could go for something like that. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be so fun okay well cool did we analyze southern charm well enough i think a, so a good episode but it's starting to peter out in terms of how long they can sustain this rumor yeah but i have liked watching every development of the rumor but we know they have to move past it at, at some point yeah. get it out in the open yes cool all right <laughs> how, i would take a um certified yeah let's do, let's a, do it let's do a little certified and then come back and we're going to talk about Salt Lake City, yep, which was I thought very thought provoking. Ooh, and let's get into it. OC, and then a little bit of Roni at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, this is the last. Like OC will be over now. This is the last time we'll talk about it for the season, and then Roni next week is the finale. Were you stunned by that? I mean, thank God. I mean, obviously, thank God, but it's only fourteen episodes. Yeah. I mean, it feels like... Well, yeah, it feels like 25. Well, because, like, OC, I feel like I've been watching it for a year. Right. And it's just ending. And Roni, even though it was a slog, it felt way faster. Yeah, I can. I guess I, I mean, I think it was that. a few episodes shorter, maybe, but... Well, it's... I, I mean, I think... I mean, now, 16 is episodes considered, like, not a lot of content. And then, crazy. What world are we living in? I, I, I know. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules went for 24 episodes with the three <sighs> reunions. Yeah. But um, I, I think this one, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to okay. But all right, let's take a certified and then we'll be right back. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And we're back. Hello. How do you feel? Good. Um, yeah, I, I'm truly scared of what's going to happen when there's even more Bravo shows on. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we will see what is sparking the most joy for us and for our little turtle cutie community. Yeah. And if for some reason, you know, Miami sparks so much joy that we have to talk about, you know, maybe we'll we'll address it, but yeah, I mean it's it's our model of doing 3-hour podcasts. I mean, it might not even be enough that format to cover <laughs> everything in the Bravo universe. So yeah. it's, it might be a pivotal time in our Is- trajectory. Winter House, Winter House isn't that long though, right? That's kind of limited. Oh, oh yeah, it's like it's like less than eight episodes. Okay, well then, that feels better then. It's gonna, it's going to be like how we treated Crappy Lake. Yeah, where we talked about it, and then I feel like we didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of like fell off. We didn't Crappy even, like, Lake. finish talking about yeah. it. Yeah, I don't think I even finished watching it. I didn't see the review, the follies. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just it was so good. But it was also just so breezy and light yeah. that you don't feel, which is kind of bad. It's like, oh, I didn't feel like I had needed it. But it's just like, I know Sonya and Luann are amazing. I'll watch that at some time, anytime. It wasn't, but it wasn't like necessary to see it. Yeah. To like, I have it recorded. Maybe like next time I get COVID, I'll just like put the last two episodes yeah, on. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would love to see it. Um, yeah. But it just didn't feel as essential. And also all we were saying was just, that was funny. That was good. That yeah. was good. I mean, I guess so. If Roni's wrapping out, mm-hmm. then Beverly Hills will come in. And then Potomac. Which, oh, right. Yes. So it's really going to be the power center is going to be Southern Charm, Salt Lake City, Beverly Hills, yeah. and Potomac. Right. And then there's a lot of stuff that I don't think we'll ever cover. I mean, Married to Medicine, I think we already talked about, but I, I, I don't think at this point with our schedule I could ever catch up. Yeah. Unless... You told me about it, unless right. you like were used your married to medicine, and I watched it, and you just told me all the history, and I could just yeah. be a newbie or whatever. But I think Potomac, Beverly Hills, Southern Charm, and Salt Lake City are really the focus, and then whatever sparks joy outside of that will bring into the universe. Yeah, you know, for sure. At least maybe we can, um, I don't know, watch clips of Phaedra on Married to Medicine and just see get her puns and quips. What is Married to Medicine like? A housewives show but just with people that are married to doctors well one of them i think two of them are doctors okay themselves married like, to medicine. they are married to oh medicine got it um but then it's her job yeah um and one of them is um sonya's uh obgyn mm. on atlanta she was fun um, i liked her no she's great um and she's like best friends with another i think she's another doctor um I, and then I think maybe some of them are just married to doctors. Um, so I don't know exactly how Phaedra fits in unless it has something to do with the mortician. Yeah. <laughs> is is it like, did she, does she still do that? I don't know. Um, is it, so does it have a lot of focus on like them doing their work, like being doctors and checking up patients and like doing stuff in the medical community? Um, I mean, I, there, it definitely like touches on that, but like I, in my memory it's more social um i need to i only watched like i don't even think i maybe only watched one season but 
I remember there's one party where there's like a physical altercation that Whoa. was pretty exciting. Really? Um, so maybe I would tap back in, but um, maybe I'll at least watch the first new one just to see how they're yeah, framing you... Phaedra. Yeah. Just because I'm curious. I mean, it's great that they found a way to get Phaedra back in the universe and not have it conflict with Candy. Right. Because Candy has that. I know. Uh, I heard that, um, who was it that, um, what is it at BravoCon that, um, for New Jersey, Teresa and Melissa, the panels have to be separate because they won't do them together. Do you think that's true or it's to keep us in the dark <laughs> from what happened this season to be like, you do, we can't show you them together because then right. the mystery of the season is fully... Well, they um, want us to pay for two panels. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> that could be... God, <laughs> I'm excited for New Jersey to come back. Wow. They were so pissed <laughs> at each other at the reunion. Yeah. They... Did you see those um, award categories? Like... Yeah. Um, I did. The Bravos. Yeah. I was, I was a little underwhelmed by a lot of them. Yeah. It felt like... Um, they had an agenda yeah um like it was like the best newbies mm -hmm. and it was just like every newbie <laughs> on every franchise you're just like I, I you know i guess yeah. it was just like that seemed like it was just fostering new content you yeah know? um what were the other ones best song yeah you have to give it to was already no on there it was the other one or was the one from the reunion yeah, it was okay. it was it was the one she sung to Ralph, which you know I'll, I'll give it. And there was one that I didn't know. I mean, if we wanted to parse through these, I don't think we need to. It was yeah. it kind of just I don't know. It, it made me okay with the fact that you and I are probably not going to go to the Bravos, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm honestly at peace with whatever happens. Like me too. If we try to go to something and it's a nightmare and like the line is long or it just like I'll be like I don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Like I, I'll just be like. Anyways, moving on. I agree. So I don't know this. Um, so maybe you do. But like, okay, if a line is really long, like for the Vanderpump Rules panel yeah. or whatever, like everyone wants to go to that, obviously. I assume people are like going as early as possible to wait in line. You potentially miss other events. Right. right. But then at a certain point, they have to cap how many people can go. So if yeah. you're waiting in line, but you're a general admission person and you just like can't get in because the line is too long, is that a possibility? Probably. I mean, they should do the thing where they like hand out like numbers or something. And then once they hit like 300 or whatever the max is, then like after that, they stop. Okay. You know? So like there is going to like events are just going to sell out even for people who wanted to go to that and are waiting in line. I mean, I'm sure that will happen. Damn. Like I, I'm anticipating the worst, you know, like I'm anticipating not being able to get into anything. You know what I've never told you and that it's going to affect my happiness so much. I hate waiting in lines. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, ass. everyone does, but yeah. I particularly hate no, I, it more I'm than I'm telling you, like, I'm, like, willing to do, like, almost oh. nothing. Oh, we, we, <laughs> we talked about this when you were talking about getting the... I forget if we ever talked about the it. The Disneyland? But yeah, 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 or no, and also when you were getting oh. get those shirts from the New Beverly or <laughs> yeah. whatever, it's like... And I cheated. Yeah, you cheated, but I, like, I would almost, like, the joy that anything could bring me from waiting in the line is almost always less oh, than yeah. the horror when of people me are waiting like an hour for like a bagel or something i'm like i'll I, get a fucking egg mcmuffin then like i don't care that happens at this place <laughs> called howl and rays you probably oh. haven't gone there but 
their whole mystique is that people wait in line for this shit. And it's like, it's fine <laughs> chicken or whatever, but not wait an hour. I don't outside. like anything that much. Me neither. That's, that, that's it. That's no. exactly it. Just, there's nothing I like more to overpower me than the the hatred I have for waiting in line for more than a half an hour. Yeah. Um, also, like, not to be a snob, but, like, I understand if you're someone that's, like, from out of state or, you know, BravoCon is your only chance to do these certain things. Like, I'm, like, we kind of live in a place where we can go to Sir Tom Tom, Jax's Studio City, um, like, I don't know. I feel like we can get our Bravo experience in a lot of different ways. Right, so it's, like, not as do or die yeah. for us to, like, wait. Well, yeah. Especially it, for, like, a panel, which is, like, something that they will show on TV. Right. Where it's, like, that, I understand maybe if it's, like, no, dude, like, we get to hang out and do shots with Kyle Cook, then, like, maybe I'll, like, wait. But, like, to watch, like, a panel that I'm going to be able to watch TV on TV in two weeks, I'm less inclined to be, like, it's once in a lifetime. Right. So, it, but it, the main content we're going to be experiencing, besides hoping to get our sights on <laughs> Bravo Liberties walking around is going to be those panels, right? That's like the main. Yeah. And then I'm sure there's like fun, like little activations going on. Like historically there's a museum with uh, oh, like right. fun items in it. They have like photo opportunities. Like I'm sure there's like shopping. Like I think there's like just fun on the ground stuff and I don't know. I'm like, I'm truly just like, let's just see what happens. But like, I was not willing to pay hundreds of dollars for the add on no. tickets to stuff. Cause I would just be pissed off the whole time. I mean, it's already at the limit of what I would pay for anything in the world <laughs> with just the general admission price. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's just the, these, these are the limits we're bumping up against about being people who can't afford things. I mean, if you got, a VIP ticket and then bought three event tickets, you were spending like, I don't know, like $3,000. Yeah. But I mean, if I was rich as hell, I would. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, if money meant nothing. Plus flight me, and hotel. Yeah. I mean, I would spend it because like experience stuff is like what I would spend my money on. Right. Like I can imagine if I was flush with cash, I'd probably... <laughs> do that stuff but it's just like it's not feasible and i'm just like how much money i mean i know there's no limit to how much money they want but <laughs> like god damn that it is so expensive like our bra like they they just know that bravo fans are like an upper upper middle class tier of <laughs> yeah they have the ad data from uh and they're like from our watching patterns they're like this is the absolute highest we could charge for the demographic of people that watch our content <laughs> yeah it's so expensive yeah it's crazy um do you remember because you went to watch what happens live when it was in la right yeah um right before you yeah was that free i thought it was right to just be in the audience maybe it wasn't maybe it was very cheap like under 50 bucks yeah i think so you got such a good panel, and we got Snoop Dogg and Anna Faris. And it was so. <laughs> what did bad. I get? I don't even remember. You, I think you got the Beverly Hills okay, cast. I remember like Erica and. Like... We were the morning, and you okay. were the afternoon. We saw you <laughs> as we were leaving. When was that? Like 
three years ago before COVID. Pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. Yeah, and then and Megan was so bummed. She was like, I, you know, she wanted Bravo Lebs. Was James DJing for years? No. Okay. You got everything good. You got like the Bravo-centric one, and we got the like celebrity-centric one, and yeah. they were so bad. Yeah. Snoop Dogg's just damn high all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he was just too high. Yeah. Um, um, by the way, this is the last thing I'll say. Uh, right next to Vanderpump Au Paris is Martha Stewart's restaurant, Whoa. The Bedford. And I keep watching videos of them. make They make table-side baked potatoes. Whoa. <laughs> and I kind of want one. Oh, like, like guacamole. They like it. smash it in front of you. Um, so that it's all like soft and they put the toppings on in front of your eyes. That's amazing. Yeah. I, well, I mean like <laughs> I can picture it perfectly because I, I've seen this guac guacamole version of that <laughs> table side, but that is so fun. Oh, so they'll have yeah. little bacon bits or, you know, yeah, whatever. butter, yeah. sour cream, Chives. cheese. And, um, wow. <laughs> I didn't know Martha Stewart had that. I'll send you a, a vid. Um, and oh, I just love anything table side, like a ta- like a table side Caesar salad. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like that love too. that. Or the pasta where they put it around in the cheese bowl. I like that too. Or what about like a dessert cart? It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much much of a sweet tooth. You're not. No, oh, I don't think I ever I knew could that. Take it or leave it. Like not even like cookies or brownies. I just like it's the easiest thing in the world for me to like say no to. Damn. And I like don't care. And I, I assume, would rather eat like a burrito. And I assume cake. Mm. Wow, none of that. Mm. Wow, that's that's like, amazing. I would say I like pie more because at least it has usually like a buttery crust, which oh, is like yeah. bordering on like savory right. again. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean I'm I'm with you. I enjoy most all foods other than desserts. But anyway, yeah, I'm a savory queen. Like I would rather eat like a massive amount of like spaghetti. Or like a burrito or like sourdough toast than anything in the dessert realm. Okay. Like I just don't. Damn. But like whenever I have ice cream, I'm like, ice cream is great. But like I could have it like once a year. Damn. That's a, wow. Well, good to know. <laughs> I, you know, I never knew that. That's good to know. Um, well, I guess, do you feel comfortable <laughs> moving forward to talk about Salt Lake City? Yes. Opre rumor. Opre <laughs> rumor, which we already said. There's a lot of après going on yeah. on these two uh, franchises at the same time. Yeah. And it means it's the post-skiing atmosphere yes. that you have. Like that party that you throw for yourself after you had a beautiful day of skiing. Yes. Um, so first off, it starts, um, what's that called? In Media Res. It starts to be continued right after the events we saw last episode. Yeah. As Angie is walking very um, passionately mm-hmm. towards Meredith to confront Meredith about this rumor about her husband. So my first question for you is, is Meredith to blame at all in any way for Monica and Whitney bringing this rumor out into the open, saying what it actually was on camera, telling Angie, and then, you know, getting Angie all fired up to go to Meredith to blame her for spreading this rumor when all Meredith said was, there are rumors about her husband and when she was drunk as hell. Yeah. Is Meredith to blame for this? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, she also kind of implies that like, that's not the rumor she meant right. potentially. Right. Uh, no, that's, 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 that's the excuse she could give in two seconds if she wanted to. 
I don't, I don't know what the hell rumor you're talking about. I heard that he uh, cheats people out of haircuts and he steals <laughs> their hair when they're when 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 they're done. He sniffs their he hair. He sniffs their hair after. He should have said a million other rumors because there's probably 50 rumors going at all times about every single cast member on every franchise, right. on every reality or celebrity in the world. There are 50 rumors about them. So. She has the easiest get out of jail free card about this. She right. said that's not the rumor I was talking about. Yeah. Isn't Monica and Whitney more to blame for actually specifically saying the rumor on camera? Right. Yeah. I just felt like this whole this whole episode or this whole conflict, you have to just turn off your brain <laughs> and pretend that Meredith is the one that specifically said that. And then you have to then you can justify Angie's anger at Meredith. Otherwise right. it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Like do they even say that they have proof that Meredith has been spreading this exact rumor? Or no. they're literally only talking about her saying, like, let's talk about the husband. Yes. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And, and and then also, I think we said it last week, but uh, this rumor is <laughs> not so devastating in this franchise. You know, in yeah. any franchise. It's very top three. Well, uh, what's Angie's husband's name? I don't know. Oh. And I'll never <laughs> know. They don't say it. Well, he cried, so he thought it was a big deal. <sighs> uh, okay. Are you going to say crocodile tears? Oh, God. I hate saying things that are horrible and mean. Okay. So first, that so my first we'll thought there. was I wanted to gauge how you feel about Meredith getting the brunt of this Angie rage. Yeah. I feel it's very much unfounded. Meredith didn't actually say this. Mm -hmm. And even if she alluded to it, she has the she could get out of it by saying that's not what i what i knew i've never heard that i heard something else so that whole part of it i was fine with meredith just like running away from angie because mm -hmm. angie was angie also immediately went to the most low-hanging fruit insults like pre-packaged <laughs> insults yeah. like the only one that spreads their legs outside their marriage is you and yeah. she used this spreading legs right. and scissor kicking like she's so <laughs> obsessed with yeah the spreading legs thing she's just so angie so far is so inauthentic and yeah. she's so rehearsed yeah so almost anything she does that's why it'll lead to the next scene where i felt like that scene with her husband felt very rehearsed to me right it felt very performative i didn't i thought they were over exaggerating <laughs> how hard this hit their home yeah um he could have cried and maybe they were legitimate tears but <laughs> I, I felt like their response to this felt very prepackaged. But he's working his ass off to be Electra's hero. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't know how old Electra is. How old is Electra? She looks like she's like a teen. I like, I look down whenever Angie's home scenes are on, so I don't know what. So you missed their baby pony portrait in the bedroom? Did you catch no, that? No, I saw that. That was beautiful. <laughs> I like that. Um, What type of hat is that that he was wearing in it? One oh, of the, it was, what was it? It's like a tri-corner tri hat. Oh. It's like a golf golf hat, right? Is that a golf hat? What are oh. those British caps? Oh, like a newsboy cap? Yeah. He's, mm, I don't remember what he was wearing. It was a tri-corner. <laughs> I'm just picturing a full like colonial yeah. hat now. <laughs> like <laughs> anyway so well so the scene it, w the first scene was so deflated for me because i just can't wrap my mind around why meredith just can't get out of this clean okay. as hell and really whitney and monica is to blame yeah and and so then <laughs> did you like though that when mary was like i can't believe i wasted another outfit on one of these events and then she like harasses the man making the pizzas because he won't put it in the box for her and she calls him lazy I thought that was awful. 
I thought that was horrible. She's like a demon. I, I know. I, I um I think that I forgot a lot of awful things that Mary has done in this new uh, celebration in the off season. I was like, oh, we need Mary back. And I love this um, energy, this like weird off the cuff energy. But then I forgot that like Mary can be absolutely awful. I feel like she also, uh, didn't she body shame uh, Heather this week on Watch What Happens Live? Oh, I didn't watch it with Z-Way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she body shamed uh, Heather. She called a this person lazy for not putting their food in the which that was like shocking i know she was like you can't put it in the box yourself he was like oh i just didn't want to touch it with my hands and she goes no you're lazy that was awful Ugh. and I, I just feel like we are like potentially mary is going to do something absolutely <laughs> unforgivable <horrific>. unforgivable <laughs> at any time she could and we're all going to be like oh boy what the hell are we doing rooting for mary yeah um i do feel that there is um that Angie and her unnamed husband are holding on to a secret. Like, I feel like they live like a false life. Oh, oh, like it's like a rental property. That kind I don't of know. Thing. They just like, I feel like the way that they're responding to this rumor, even the way that I know that he was trying to say that calling him gay to be salacious is like, he has said more than once. That's not an insult, which like he just keeps saying it's about the infidelity mm-hmm. but it almost like makes me think that i'm like so is it true <laughs> right like it's not like it's not about that it's about this thing i felt like that is a very scripted response to like th- when they had this scene which i don't know if we want to like just switch over because like yeah it was really there's nothing r- Besides just the aftermath of that fight, Meredith kind of just def- de- leaves. And deflect, yeah. Or what's that called? She just like fully doesn't want to have a scene with Angie. Yeah. And Angie is doing the same thing she's done for the last four episodes, like running up to her, like yeah. like demanding a scene with her. Yeah. And Meredith doesn't want one. And I, I just think if they don't want to have a scene with you and they don't want to talk with you, you can't make them. Yeah. You can't follow them around until they <laughs> they fight with you yeah so i like i'm i was fine with meredith's being like i am not going to talk to you right now like this i yeah. don't like meredith would be fine to never talk to angie ever again in her life until angie figures out how to be normal around her right you know yeah i just i'm like is anyone even friends with meredith like i know uh, her and lisa, lisa like are trying to like rekindle but like then they get into it on this episode that she's still like furious with like what happened in the past. I think Lisa is friends with Meredith and like wants to be friends with Meredith. It was Meredith that sort of, you know, gave the cold shoulder to Lisa. But I do think Meredith is odder than I even like remembered. And she does seem a little withdrawn from the group and does yeah. seem to try to keep distance from the everyday uh, conflict that happens in right. this group. She sort of, I guess, pretends to be above it or whatever. But, um, I think I think Heather likes Meredith. Mary likes Meredith. Not that that matters at all. And yeah. I think Lisa had a legitimate friendship with Meredith before Meredith like wrote her off. Yeah. I think Meredith is probably like a, a normal, decent friend who just does a lot of like weird stuff that you can't stand behind. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of still like, who is this woman? I, I, I'm. I definitely <laughs> do not understand Meredith. Their scene, uh, her scene with her son, <laughs> oh Brooks. My God. 
Well, I guess we, I guess this thing needs to be like parsed out. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So after the okay, so after the the Apriski, Meredith just says, "Angie, I don't want to talk to you unless you talk to me respectfully." She just like leaves. The party kind of ends on this horrible note, and I like I, I hated that it turned from like a normal event to just everybody trying to get off their conflict. It's like you know everyone is just trying to take one shot at bringing having a moment or yeah. giving life to it. Like I just wish that sometimes. They could just let a party be, but it's just there's two. There's Angie is too fired up to try to like have the spotlight that she can't let any event just like sit, right? You know. So yeah. anyway, they they leave, and then I felt like when they got to the um when they when they have the aftermath when she's talking to her husband about this, she says, "Uh, I didn't want to tell my husband last night, so we like just went to bed because <laughs> I was too tired or whatever." And I was like, without a doubt, no, I'm sorry. But I am a skeptical-minded person, and I feel like Angie has been so inauthentic at this point. Everything she's done it has been scripted yeah. and performative. She told her husband immediately after. Well, that's said, such a housewives trope. That's always how it is, where like there'll be the biggest blowout of all time, and then it'll be like I Kyle do. and Mauricio in the kitchen in the morning, and he'll be like, "So how was last night?" Yeah. And you're like, "Uh, <laughs> like, yeah." She didn't call you on the in the car on the way home yeah, like a normal you, person. Yeah, and you can kind of feel that from this scene yeah i i think that they had this talk well it's funny that she named it because that always happens but she had to say like i was so exhausted that i went to bed and we didn't even talk about it till the next day yes she that that's the that's the cue or whatever that's the that's the clue that um they did talk about this yeah they and she knows it's going to be a big scene for her on her first season as a full-time cast member this is the one probably big piece of you know uh, drama we'll have so we got to get this right and i felt like that i felt like that was their scene and when i turned this on so i missed like the first five minutes or 10 minutes when i first uh watched this mm-hmm. so i watched it over again but like i just landed on that <laughs> scene with um with uh, angie and her husband out of context and it felt just out of the blue with no with not knowing what came before it it felt like it was a <laughs> lifetime movie acted scene in yeah, my opinion yeah. and I, it, I know it's so mean to say but i think that they i think what the husband said which is that, that he's like it's not about um you know me being gay it's just about the infidelity i feel like that's just like he wanted the moral high ground yeah of it yeah, so like, badly so disgusting to imply that yeah. that is a problem. Yeah, you know? like they wanted that. And, and I feel like that didn't feel like if, if I was just thinking like of Jessel and Povet who are going through the same thing, like they are first time, you know, on the show or whatever. And every conversation they have, there's like missteps in what they say and they don't always appear good. And they, they're like way sloppier when they're having a scene. But this just felt like <laughs> you guys hit every single <laughs> note yeah this is how we're in and he goes and then the husband oh, i can't believe we don't know his name <laughs> have they ever said his name they definitely have yeah. but well, i don't know it. he goes well and just so you know with finality it was like um the person who says that about me and tries to shake down our house and bring down our house is never allowed in our home <laughs> yeah. so first off it's like okay meredith didn't do this and you guys are all lying about this and angie specifically says angie said the rumor which she didn't yeah and then you're now you're you're ending the scene with a button, a perfect logical end, which is that now for future parties, Meredith will not be allowed. Right. You know, so it's just I, I don't know. It just felt too perfect. Right. I know. I was like, I don't think she wants to come to your house, though. Yeah. So no. Fine. Why the hell would she ever go there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's just it's mostly Angie's prior behavior. I just don't believe that she's being authentic on the show. She's just coming off so um, 
like the most rehearsed person who's watched every housewife franchise and they right. know all the tropes yeah that's how i felt about jen shaw at the beginning oh, oh, of the yes. show i was like you need to stop she was awful the first <laughs> season i was like i i she's almost unbearable to watch yeah i was like why is everyone going cuckoo over this show i hate it yeah me too <laughs> yeah me too um okay i want to just quickly say that the glimpse into monica's life i do enjoy the swap to like a more humble abode like yeah. her kids like share a bedroom they have like twin beds um, we got to see her cute dog in a safe environment. Uh, just he was very cute. Yeah. Very um, but I did want to point out I'm not mom shaming, but they show that her youngest daughter is five years old and she was like fully using a pacifier. And then when she was in the car, she was drinking milk out of a bottle. <laughs> I was like, is that normal? I don't know how children stuff works, but that felt so late. I didn't, I should have, <laughs> I, I think I was uh, still reeling from the first two scenes or whatever. I think I missed the intricacies of Monica's, I, I guess I, that I might've took a mental break there yeah. and checked out or whatever. So that's something that I'll have to go back to. Um, is she five? It said in the lower third. Hmm. Like she looks tall. Like she looks like <laughs> was it, uh, that was when they were they all going. They were joking about oh, boner. The, oh, and they also yeah. Oh, okay. And I thought they also dropped the F bomb, didn't they? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't like that. So, okay. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. So I will take what you said and think about yeah, it. Little and... turtle mommies out there is that normal? I because I think I was talking to one of our little turtle mommies who said that it's speaking of orthodontia bad for your teeth to use a passy that long it is so yeah. you're, you're starting to wean them off yeah i think okay. you're supposed to wean them years before that but anyways well, i don't know the circumstances it's, it's a hot 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 uh button <laughs> issue of what's normal for kids at different developmental stages and i sure. don't know and i didn't see it firsthand but i'll watch that i'm gonna watch I hope that we again. don't get caught in a firestorm for what i said no you, hopefully you won't but i'm yeah i'll have a but well I, thought out I love, she's like representing like true single mom vibes of like dropping the kids oh, while no, still yeah. in her pajamas in like the robe. I was like, that's real. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think we, it doesn't, it's, it's sort of uh, on its own. Her scene with her mom at the, was that a retirement community? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like, I mean, God damn. Like if you can just be in a scene on your own with just one family member in your, on your first season and it's that impactful, I'm like, God, you have it all. Yeah. Like she could subsist for three seasons just based on her power from like these scenes these totally. individual scenes her relationship with her mom is wild yeah it was interesting and like the whole mormon of it all and like yeah they were like going at it and also that card game that the olds were playing looked like fun yeah what was it <laughs> it looks like it kind of looked like maybe like go fish or something is that is that technically a retirement community i think I bet retirement like <laughs> I'm, I'm, I old guess, folks home. Yeah, I think they like they prefer old folks home, but because definitely not a nursing home, right? I mean, nursing. it was kind of giving nursing home more than retirement community. <laughs> <laughs> For me too. I, I when I was watching it, I, I should we should have looked it up. I'm just like I didn't realize that there was such a divide. I don't like to think about. <laughs> retirement communities oh no <laughs> retirement community is just like that's like that, 80 for brady vibes like right. you're like thriving like golfing like and, but but nursing home is sort of like <laughs> there's I, like I, health care i think places. of sopranos and i think of when she had to go to a nursing home she calls it 
a nursing home and he yeah. says it's a retirement community. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's probably just the euphemisms. Semantics. You, yeah, semantics used there. Um, but anyway, I've never seen a scene in the, like in, I don't know, that I can remember taking place at a <laughs> retirement home. That's true. Home. No, it was interesting. And then the grandma got pissed at them for cussing. She's fun too. Yeah, she was fun. And uh, she likes a fish fillet. I know. There's so much <laughs> McDonald's this season. They yeah. are like cruising for McDonald's. Yeah. Um, yeah okay so that, that was, was good and then it didn't really have anything like a part of the episode like it wasn't a it, you know it was just an isolated scene to give you a little glimpse into Monica's relationship with her mom yeah so that was nice just you know my notes specifically say old folks home yeah <laughs> I think that's one of those terms that like they've moved past you know yeah but I mean it makes sense yeah as long as it's not hospice anything but that we know the difference now or, or we knew that wasn't hospice yeah maybe down the hall you know um not to get morbid <laughs> but uh tell me more jimmy Car- carter has been in hospice oh for God. like like a year he had a birthday the other day and right? i was like he's still hanging on he is he so turned 99 strong i, like I mean oh, well not to say you if you died early in a hospice that you're not strong but I guess I just felt like hospice is like you're really winding down. Yeah, you think it's usually pretty short. Uh, never forget the images of him and his wife with the Bidens where they look like tiny little hobbit-sized people. I love that image. I feel like you showed that to me very early. When <laughs> I look it, it up all out. the time. Did the Bidens come in and they're closer to the camera? And There's the- definitely some sort of an illusion, but also I think they are just really small. It's also, it was giving sort of Willy Wonka perspective. Where the, you know that one room where you open the door and it, oh, like, yeah. it goes into a, yes. you know, it's sort of like triangulated? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god i want to pull up the picture so bad that was right before he went to we have to uh, add it to our our drop where yeah. we put photos on instagram that was so fun i just I just not just be about hospice anymore <laughs> but i read i just finished the book the corrections by jonathan uh-huh. franzen have you ever read that no but it was a real hit oh it, it's a huge hit it was so good i mean one of the best books i've ever read oh, wow. it hit me like a ton of bricks because unfortunately the ending is hospice related oh no no um I'm not trying to spoil it, but I was shaken to my core for like an hour after by the profoundly sad ending of the corrections. I sometimes get hospice TikTok. Oh, no, (laughs) you you don't. You don't. End of life TikTok. How does it it make you feel? Well, there's like just interesting details about like, um, you know, sometimes people that are like on their last leg will get like a last day of energy where it seems like they're like back in action and like talking oh, and like yeah. know what's up and then they die like oh. the next day. Like you get a final burst oh my God. to be like funny and cool and then you're like RIP. One last little burst. Yeah. Oh, geez. And then there's like the death rattle. Oh, of course <laughs> I know that. You get that on TikTok? <laughs> sometimes I, I get like health. I have health care surgery medical curiosity okay yeah you you and i have such completely (laughs) different tiktok journeys if i saw that even for one (laughs) second a hospice tiktok where it says this is the burst of life you get right before you die in a hospice i i would be scrubbing the shit out of that say not interested i'm not seeing that for like 20 years yeah for sure i i don't know why i have a i want to talk about what's going on no you're around the curtain that is the that is the healthy and I think um, right way to approach 
<laughs> I also have gotten into cremation talk. Oh my god! Okay, let's talk about. Uh, okay, so Monica. Okay, great. So I, I love that scene with Monica and her mom. They have a very fraught relationship, but it felt like they were able to say almost anything to each other, and it's like this is just typical of their relationship. Like her yeah. mom said when they, she thought she was hung up from the phone. She was like, my daughter is a piece of shit. I hate her. Yeah. And yeah, I love that she, they're really close, but she'll call her out. Yeah. And like, um, you know, she's like, why don't you go to church? Like, do you even consider yourself a Mormon anymore? And she's like, she's like, bitch, I'm busy. Like, you know, and she's like, we used to go to church every Sunday. And she's like, I spend way more time with my kids doing like day to day stuff than you ever did. Just yeah. because you went to church didn't mean you were like a superior yeah. mom or whatever. And she was like, I was a single mom. She's like, I'm a single mom. Yeah. And she's like, I was like struggling to work. And she's like, I was on food stamps. Right. And they were going back and forth. And she was like, then the mom got all pissed and was trying to be like, you treat me with respect. I'm your mom. And then She's like, there need to be boundaries. She was like, oh, you want to talk about boundaries? I was yeah. like, let's fucking go. Yeah, it felt good. And it felt like this is just a normal day of their conversations. Like it felt very real. Yeah, she was like, you don't knock when you come to my house. She was like, because no one answers the door. And then she's like, I could be 69ing on the floor and you could come in and our relationship would never be the same. Yeah, that, yeah, that was so fun. And then, and then, yeah, I thought like there was a lot of religion this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, like people's relationship to religion. Yeah. And then that specifically where... The mom left the church, but she still like values it in her life and she wishes that the kids would go. Yeah. And then Monica reminds her that like she regretted raising Monica in the church, right? right. Didn't she say that? She the, the mom said, the mom told Monica, I regret bringing you up in the church. Mm. I wish I would have never done that. And then now the mom has completely forgotten that she said that to Monica. <laughs> right. Monica well, she was like, also your daughter, me, did end up getting knocked up. So it wasn't some like magical cure-all or whatever. Right. right. And then the fact that the mom would still, after like how the church treated Monica, how she has left the church, which she probably knows about the Mormon church, but would still want children her grandchildren to grow up in that church. Right. It's this, the divide between how Heather thinks about the church and how Lisa thinks about the church and yeah. how Monica thinks about the church. It's like, even if you are pushed back and it like affected you mentally and you're so glad to be out of it. And like you, even though you're traumatized by your experience, yeah. like you would still possibly want that. For yeah. your children. Well, that's like what comes up in the next conversation between Whitney and Heather. Yes. Where with like they're talking about Lisa's son yes. going on a mission, which I loved earlier when he was like he's reading the Book of Mormon, he was like, It's action packed. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I wanna I wanna talk about that scene right like we can we can talk yeah. about it right now, but Lisa Okay, so we have been you and I have been wondering what is going on with Lisa Barlow's relationship to the Mormon church. Yeah. Someone very helpfully, I believe on our <laughs> Patreon laid it out. And yeah. it like, These are all the instances that Lisa Barlow has talked about, about the, which was very helpful because yeah. she talks about it so sparingly that like you forget. Yeah. She was very clear here. She can't go to the main Mormon temple because she's not Orthodox. She drinks diet Coke. Uh -huh. She drinks, she pierces her ears, Yeah. but she's still, goes to a Mormon church every single Sunday. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, religion means a lot to you in your yeah. life if you go every single Sunday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, even though she has this sort of distance between her and the Mormon religion, I mean, you can't really say that. I mean, she's she's like, is, wouldn't you say you're practicing? Like, you're pretty orthodox if you're still going every Sunday. You just can't get to, like, the upper <laughs> echelon of the Mormon church. Right. Yeah. So, 
I, I just think that when now her son, her son's name is Jack, right? Yeah. Now that Jack is like doing a mission, which is that is a principle of an Orthodox Mormon religion. Mm -hmm. I feel like she is much more conflicted about this than she wants to like let on mm -hmm. because there's this like level of, you know, a shield that she wants to have between how she really views her son doing this yeah. and she doesn't want any scrutiny on her son, which I guess makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like there is some tension there of like, especially cause he didn't tell his parents. Yeah. So they weren't included, which means like he probably thinks that she's like a bad Mormon or something right. or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't know. I was kind of like conflicted about the, not conflicted, but like when Whitney and Heather were talking about their reaction to him going on a mission, like Whitney obviously is like, so sorry, Heather is so staunch because mm -hmm. she wrote her book. She's like more than ever trying to sort of, she's doing like a full Leah Remini, like yeah. wants to take them down or whatever. Yeah. So she's like, what the hell? Like, why is he doing a mission? Even though she was like, you know, like I enjoyed my mission. I mean, she was lucky. Hers was in France. I know. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, but she's like, I feel guilty about indoctrinating people, yeah. you know, because that was my doing or whatever. Well, whereas um, Whitney was more like, eh, like he's going to do what he's going to do, which like is true. It's like, what do you, like she was saying, what are you going to do? Be like, stop him. I mean, stop it. Well, <laughs> yeah. So on, in that conversation, which I also thought was like, uh, I don't know, like thought provoking for me. Yeah. It's like, that's the two reactions to religion. And I guess it's it's really how you view the Mormon religion. You know, yeah. it's like Heather obviously has a very negative view and Whitney, I thought. Yeah. Because she really made it a huge part of her story on the show. Right. That she was like, I'm free. I am. What, what's it called? Like, I'm. Yeah. Uh, she like tore up her paper and was removed from the list and all that. So I understand why Heather was like, wait, since yeah. when don't you care? Yeah. No, I, I, I thought Heather's reaction to Whitney saying that she doesn't care good for him. Yeah. Like. Heather, to me, was being very honest and yeah. very brave bringing this up because it is like, it, it, for me, when Whitney says, good for him, I, I have no questions. Go do that. Yeah. Like, then what was this, you know, your full stance against the, the, against the Mormon church and the horrors that they perpetuate? You, right. You, you're fine with your friend's son going to evangelize for that religion that right. you found to be so toxic. Yeah. And I thought that... I, I, I just th thought it was like it at least deserves Lisa answering questions about it. I know mm -hmm. she doesn't want to talk about it yeah. because I feel like she doesn't want to talk about her relationship with the religion at all. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. but that's, I don't know of all the things that they talk about and they bring to the public and for, to illuminate us about all of these different societal issues, this, this religion one deserves scrutiny and i think that they should be talking about it more yeah and I, I don't think anyone would fault lisa for having a conflicted relationship with the church or having her answer the question that heather asked which was if you had your way would you have told him not to go and lisa you see the scene lisa goes i don't want to talk about this yeah you know yeah so i don't yeah. know i just i just think it's interesting and i also found that like lisa having never read the Book of Mormon to me, I don't know why that hit me so hard, but it's like you go to church every single Sunday <laughs> yeah. and you've been a Mormon for what? Did she marry into the Mormon religion or? Yeah, we, yeah, we still don't know. <laughs> <We> still... <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I think she was Jewish. Oh, okay. 
Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, we uh, we. Had I'm that. sorry to the multiple comments and DMs we got that like explicitly explain this, and then we still don't well, remember. If you, if, you, if you want a second, I can I can you know I can talk about this for a second, but I don't know if we can access that. But e- even though even if Lisa is a late in life Mormon, I still find it very shocking that you would participate in a religion that you have not read the one main <laughs> source of yeah. all of everything you do about right. it like everything yeah, it's like name three songs when you wear the metallica shirt or whatever yeah it's like, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like that i mean it's just like you don't want to know firsthand what everything you're doing stems from yeah. and maybe possibly look at that book and say if there's anything that you find egregiously bad or egregiously good or you like about it and yeah. then the only thing she hears about the book of mormon is that it's action-packed and it could right. be a blockbuster movie right my son uh, said that about a book that i had been <laughs> worshiping for years i go hey, i think i'm gonna look into this like what the hell i'd be like uh yeah have you uh read or watched under the banner of heaven because right. it is action-packed um okay i found the comment okay. this is from um chihuahua betch okay. on is, youtube okay thank you so much this <laughs> who, you did this and this is amazing and this is and we're taking your word for it yep i'm not looking into this any further <laughs> right she said meredith is jewish she's not a mormon never has been a mormon okay never claimed to be a mormon she's clearly an east coast elitist her words okay <laughs> all right wait do we want to read this whole thing no i'm just kidding no this is great who splits her time between new york and what i assume is her winter house in salt lake city right lisa and her husband were raised jewish on the east coast and converted to mormonism she put that in quotes but it's not heavily implied um she's not that involved with the mormon church oh um, anyone can play can claim to be a mormon but not actually live a mormon life um she said uh, she's Wait. sure that she sent her kids to private school with other Mormons that had more influence on him than <gasps> his parents. Oh. She said, Heather's daughters probably don't go to a exclusively Mormon school, but many of their peers are Mormon by default since there are so many in that area. Okay. Okay. So that just made me question everything about Lisa. Okay. So <laughs> Lisa and her husband converted to Mormonism potentially like yeah later in life which i don't know who that's interesting to do it together and also i mean that i'm sure doesn't happen a lot to right you know converting late in life it's to like Mormonism. scientology but do you think was yeah i mean do you think it, it do you think it's true is she maybe not actually a mormon and jack is being kind of mormon pilled maybe so and maybe she has to be supportive of his mormon journey because she just wants to support him and not to be deemed an SP. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that was an an amazing definitive answer, but unfortunately (laughs) I have even more questions. Is Lisa actually in any way a practicing Mormon or is she just using the label of Mormonism and then she doesn't even technically go to a Mormon church and then the son is on his own Mormon journey? Right. I mean, that would make sense why she's never read the Book of Mormon. Right. Because she's always... I mean, I know Jesus is involved. Oh, yeah. She's about Jesus. I mean, it's like Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, right? right? That's what it's called. That <laughs> right. is. Anyways. Well, okay. Yeah, I'll so. stop espousing uh, over things I still don't understand. Um, but yeah, so they also kind of talked about um, a scene that we skipped, but it was Whitney and Lisa at Angie's where yes. they're kind of there to make Angie feel better about the rumor. But then Lisa makes the entire thing about herself about how bad her era was when her marriage was in question. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to say uh, 
this episode was great because I want to talk about every single scene, <laughs> which is, you know, that's, that's like not usual. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that is, so this scene I thought was, <laughs> and they go over to support Angie. Angie then is like talking about what she's talking about, the effect that the rumor had on her household. Right. And they're like, yeah, that was awful. Yeah. That was horrible. And then Angie starts to say, you know, Heather has actually been really great to me through this whole thing. She's like, she says, Heather invited me over. And we get this beautiful flashback where Heather, <laughs> it, from a week ago, yeah. where Heather was like, Angie, I am sorry that we never like hit it off. I'm sorry for how I treated you. I really want to like work on things with you, which yeah. was like amazing of Heather. Yeah. Right? Like it was like, it was a good Heather showcase. And then as... <laughs> As Angie's telling Whitney and uh, Lisa this, she's going, Heather was so nice to me. Heather was so, so nice. I actually think she's a good person. And then a Angie keeps going, and you can see Lisa and Whitney's reaction like they want to talk shit about Heather at some point. Like even Whitney, who <laughs> yeah. is supposedly Heather's friend, I feel like they they wanted to jump in and talk shit, like say something about Heather because the way Angie was like teeing them up was like it was like okay who's gonna drop a bomb about heather like that she's secretly shitty or whatever yeah and anyway and then lisa does it's like angie was like running out of steam with how wonderful this talk was with heather and then lisa decides like okay i'm gonna take the baton <laughs> and i am going to now say what i find horrible yeah about this and then i wanted to ask you what the hell has heather ever done to lisa right she was mad that heather never in Lisa's time of need against Meredith ever went up to Lisa and said, I'm sorry you're going through this? I guess. I was also confused because I feel like since I have seen this franchise the least, I get confused and where I'm like, I just, I assume I forget stuff. So I was just like, mm, I don't really get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if, if, <laughs> I just, sorry, I just blew a raspberry into the mic. Um, um, no, if they don't have a flashback for it and they don't have a montage for it, it, it didn't happen. And yeah. I, I just watched it. I cannot remember a time when Heather Heather and Lisa have like a cold war because Lisa treated Heather like shit. Uh -huh. Heather was the the one that they were treating like Jessel on Roni. They were uh -huh. like, this one, this uh, cast member absolutely sucks and everybody's going to hate her. And then Heather was like the standout. And yeah. Heather, I still feel like is my favorite cast member. And yeah. this just like solidified it. So I think yeah. that then the power sort of shifted. And then I feel like Lisa now wants some affection from Heather. But Heather really has never done anything egregious. I mean, if I'm wrong, little turtle cuties, let me know if, you know, <laughs> let Chihuahua us know. Bitch. But I felt like it was more like she just couldn't believe. I, I felt like she wanted, obviously, something to have a grievance against. Yeah. And she gave her the runway. Yeah teed her up and then she decided to make this scene which should have been about angie's healing or whatever about yeah, her it like never ended but i didn't think it was inauthentic mm -hmm. I, I i didn't give me the shade of no. i mean that seems I, to be the reason for the season so far is that like lisa's out of touch yeah i i i, I yes right when she when she bragged about getting kicked out of uh the tanning bed or whatever yeah i feel like or, or when she got um she had that rant against meredith i feel like yeah the things that piss her off, like she does make them about herself. She yeah. has this like worldview, very specific worldview, and she's not very self-aware. And I feel like she legitimately has a grievance against Heather for no reason. And yeah. it didn't, I, I don't know, it felt very much more authentic to me than how Angie has like acted this entire season. Yeah. At least for me. For sure. Whitney is the one that I'm now being more and more skeptical about. Uh -huh. She is really, um, I don't know why she's doing this. But she is motivating 
so much. The meddler. She's a, a meddler. And I guess maybe that was Lisa's place before, and Lisa doesn't do it as much. But Whitney is really constantly yeah. trying to get people to fight right. on her behalf. Yeah, it's a little much. I think so, too. Yeah. I think I don't know why she feels like she needs to make the season better, in her words, and do stuff like this. Yeah. I also don't can't remember why she has the worst grievance against Meredith to be doing this to her. Right. But I just, Whitney, I wish Whitney, there's just enough wild stuff going on in Salt Lake City that I don't think we need someone pushing the, like, acting as producer Right. You know, behind the scenes. She's kind of giving like Tamra vibes. Yes, for sure. And I liked Whitney. Like, I I think she has a good take. I thought she was very, I I didn't like her conversation with Heather because I feel like she didn't, I I felt like she wasn't being honest with her true feelings about. Right. Yeah, she was almost like gaslighting Heather. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, who cares? Right. And it's like, you know what I fucking mean? And then they show the flashback of her like tearing up her certificate. And then they did proceed to name like 10 things that are terrible about the mormon church which she did participate in you know she was like they're sexist they're racist they're homophobic they're xyz so i don't know more to come on that i guess um i do want to shout out meredith's uh the shade of the producers and editors for meredith's car accident that they put in quotes so but, but why did they i think that they must have come up come to the understanding that it was not that bad but why didn't they tell us that it looked, right. it looked like they're just <laughs> shading someone who had a car accident. Yeah. They, I mean, sh- the photo did not look that bad. I thought it looked like a car had one wheel off in like a, an embankment. Like I a, mean, it looked like a car like slushed into like snow. Uh, no, there was a, there was a, um, a steep drop off there. I thought okay. there, there wasn't, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I, I, <laughs> well, I just like chose to read it the way. Well, first of all, I was like. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I started to perk up. I was like, oh, I need to pay attention. Like, this looks insane. And then she was saying there was a cliff and all this, which there, I sure, I guess there was. I'm sure there was. I don't, I don't think she's I lying. Think but I think she said he steered them away from a cliff. But yeah, I mean, if you've been, if I've been in a car where it was snowy and the wheels start to skid, it's the scariest thing in the world. Yeah. She also cried about it. I like, I, I just think that they're trying to tie this into Meredith trying to get out of stuff by right. exaggerating lies but i'm willing to accept the narrative uh, okay like, <laughs> well I, I found it to be unnecessarily callous and i was like yeah. unless you explain to us why you think this accident wasn't so bad to me the video it didn't look not like an accident and right. she's upset about it so yeah. i don't know that that felt like they went out on a limb there yeah she said she thought she was dying yeah uh which sure i i just i don't really care like i'm not like a, a Meredith Stan. So I was Me like, either. if you guys want to poke fun at her, I will oblige. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you have to assume that the producers knew more about this and they thought that the audience would be with them about yeah. Meredith's history of lying. But I'm not so on the side of that. I think Meredith's lying about everything. So it kind of just struck me as like, okay, I hope you guys have the right information. Cause if not, this looks like you're making fun of someone who had a horrific accident. Yeah. Oh, God. When I looked up Meredith car accident, it's all like about the office. <gasps> she got in a car accident <laughs> on the office? I think so. Oh, See, oh, look, this by... image, it looks okay. like a car went into snow. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that, look at the perspective there. It's like the Biden uh, going to the, to Jimmy Carter's house. The, the, <laughs> d- see the tree, see where the trees yeah. are? They're, they're lower down on the ground. Yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, let us. She said she's happy to be alive. Little Turtle Cuties. Man, we're, we're like almost, you and I are almost running into our like, we're going to do a three hour episode. Not right. that there's anything wrong with that. Well, that's um, all I have to say about Salt Lake, I think. Okay. Me too. I, I really, I really thought this episode was great, even though it wasn't as action packed. And I, I am finding issues with Angie's behavior, you know, yeah. inauthentic behavior. I loved the religion talk. Uh, this episode I love yeah. analyzing their relationship to the Mormon church I feel like that is like one of the most underrated aspects of this franchise yeah I love knowing more about this and yeah. I love and it because it's really it's representative of people's relationship to all religions yeah I know especially I feel like Mormonism is like kind of secretive the way of like a Scientology where there's all these different echelons that the outer world doesn't really know about. So it's interesting to have people that were on the inside that are now on the outside being like, no, it's like fucked up in there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Um, so for orange, yeah. Orange County. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I guess, yeah, we're going to talk about real housewives of orange County. Orange County is over. Yeah. Part two only two parts yep they got into some of the remaining uh big conflicts i guess that were still out there uh two of which i still don't understand okay losers at BravoCon. right i have no clue what <laughs> then how this started where it came from who said it first who said they're saying bad stuff about you. I'm very who, confused about all of it. Who, I, I I like even Andy. I think Andy was like, I don't. I, we don't understand because it's all like. First of all, part of it was explained wrong. Right. So the initial version and we then, got isn't even right. And then Shannon versus Tamra, who said it, and then it was a thing that was joked about on a podcast that came yeah. from a comment that Heather made at BravoCon that she might not have made. It's like, okay. And I like, it's not good enough goss no. for me to care. No. So I think every time they talk about it, my brain shuts down. And so I'll never know the yeah. truth. And it, I literally don't give exactly. a fuck. Exactly. And I'm also so firmly on the side of Heather in all, all instances that nothing you say, even if she called Emily the biggest loser she's ever seen in her life I'm like okay well whatever she's in a bad mood that day and she's secretly she's a good person with like the he said she said back and forth where it's just like people firmly denying what the other said I'm like I don't have the energy to decide who's lying like yep and and then the John and Shannon is the exact same thing yeah it's too convoluted who told who Shannon told what who said it on camera who said they weren't going to say it on camera and then said it on camera (laughs) right you know the 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 common link to those two very confusing (laughs) conflict uh driven uh things are is is Tamara yeah Tamara brought both of these things into our season and did it so unsubtly and so messily yeah that we don't even know what the fuck they're talking about didn't you love that andy was like can you explain to me why heather has gotten the brunt of this because i'm pretty sure it was tamra i loved it <laughs> he was just so he was just so clearly throw it you know telling everyone that tamra was responsible for all of this yeah um and then um shannon gets like very defensive about her place as a housewife like at one point he's like they're saying like you're not revealing as much as everyone else. Like, that's why we're yes. pissed. Like we're, we all talk about our shit, but we're not allowed to talk about your relationship. And I also liked that Heather was like, I never told you I would never talk about yes. your relationship at 
all. I said I wouldn't reveal the specific things you told me, but it's ridiculous to say that I'm just not allowed to talk about your relationship, period. Yeah, and we we learned about, like, I think the actual specific thing that Shannon didn't want out there, which is that uh, John called her a pig. Yeah. Right? And she was like, that's not true. And Emily's like, well, you told me that. And then Heather's like, you told me that. And then they all say that Shannon gets drunk as hell and just calls <laughs> everyone. Said she needs a breathalyzer for her phone. Right. Uh, which is pretty funny. But she gets very defensive about that. But, you know, when they're like, you don't reveal anything on the show, she goes, my job is to be Shannon Storm's bedore. Like, she clearly, like, wanted to be iconic. And then it was um, kind of iconic. she lists all of her accomplishments of what she's like, I got divorced on the show. She did, like, the Teresa, like, I got married on the show, divorced on the show, went to jail on the show. The way that trainer or whatever says, wow. That's <laughs> always. I would kill myself if oh. they kept showing that fucking clip. It's the most heartbreaking moment because you're just like, it's not what you want to fucking hear when you Did he do have that? to say, wow. Yeah, she, for, if you haven't seen it, when Shannon gains some weight at one point, uh, she's like 40 pounds heavier than she had been before, and she goes to a trainer, and he wants to take initial before photos to track progress, and she takes her top off, and she's just in leggings and a sports bra, and he goes, wow. (laughs) And she, like, she's like, ugh. Yeah. She also said as one of her accomplishments, she's the first person to talk about, um, infidelity on the show and i was like that's not true no right i mean that's not even true remotely right right. like no but she just wanted to list everything and they're all like we've all done that they were like we've done a lot of things yeah um oh but yeah they uh implied one of the things she had against heather was that uh they she said that heather told production like are you guys tracking what's going on in that relationship and she's like yeah so <laughs> yeah i know what i i don't understand shannon who's very you know well versed on this show why she thinks these low level fights or even big fights can't like shouldn't be subject to well i think she was just terrified of pissing him off because right. he was like fucking using her and dumped her the second the show was over yeah we, and we... she just was like living to please him and like did not feel like so, would, so she was more like, this guy's going to drop me like a bad habit if anything comes to light, even though he clearly wants to be on the show. Right. Like he only wants to be shown in a good light. Yeah. And, and then they, they yeah. showed a scene where he like professed his love to her and says, I'm going to like, we we're going to grow old together or whatever. And then that was like a week before he broke up with her. Yeah. He just wanted one good scene on camera. Yeah. And she's like crying and like so upset in the scene. And everyone's like, why are you still hanging out with him? And Andy's like, are you guys friends with benefits? And she was like, sometimes. And yeah. everyone was like, no. and then she's like i need a companion my kids like just left the house i'm alone in the house and like her daughters are telling her like you should go out so you're not alone in the house and so basically it sounds like i mean knowing all of this leading up to the dui i'm like she was just in a fucking hornet's nest of a toxic relationship her house just emptied out while she's going through a breakup her and john are like drinking buddies it sounds like right um she probably like they got into a fight or something while she was drunk and then she stormed off and crashed into a house yeah like she was in a dark place yeah she's she you can see she's definitely going through it like uh, in the extended version i don't know if you watched that with all the cursing it's kind of good they like they show her leaving after the cps comic gets uh brought up and she's going oh i fucked this whole thing up oh i look so bad don't i like she's just like really going through it after the cps thing yeah yeah she really is like giving 
sad in this part because she wants to be outraged but then she's like embarrassed and heartbroken at the same time so it's like hard to stand strong on something that everyone was kind of right about yeah i mean i know she you know we're you know she's in the doghouse the bravo doghouse for what she did obviously but yeah shannon is the like perfect combination of exactly what you would want from a cast member on one of these shows just the perfect combination of entertaining enough but unself-aware enough but still self-aware enough to know what works like yeah she really does i mean in my opinion she she i i can't imagine the show without her yeah i hope she has a redemption i think everyone i think everyone will welcome her back with open arms i mean like i I feel like even reading the comments and stuff like people were hard on her because obviously like what she did was like a huge mistake and like bad but i feel like everyone like felt bad for her i think so too i mean mean? yeah i mean obviously it could have been so much worse it's horrible but i doubt that that is going to be the last straw for a lot of people watching i think it could be nice i hope that she rebuilds her life and finds someone that's nice um did you like uh when Andy got a text from Vicky uh, uh, and she sent him like a meme that was a seating chart where every single seat is Vicky. <laughs> I never wished I had created a meme more than that. Whoever created that meme that was shown on the reunion, that is the highest honor I could ever imagine for someone who created that. That was so funny. I love like the glimpse into like which OGs have like a very casual relationship with Andy. Mm-hmm. Like I think she could just text him anytime yeah Yeah, and he loves it yeah he talks about the stories like she called him during the grateful dead uh she was like outraged and he was like i'm not in a place to have like have this conversation right Right. now and she was like all right i love the grateful dead too bye yeah um i don't know if this i don't know if this happened like specifically after if you have anything to point out but i did think that tamra finally had some sort of excuse for why she started this one-sided war against heather which was that on Heather's podcast. So there's so much like behind the scenes shit that you have to like take into account. I like forgot that she had a podcast. I know we saw her podcast studio that one time, but I feel like you never hear about it. I don't think it continued talking with Heather. She didn't talk about it one time. (laughs) Anyway, apparently she, whenever she's asked who should come back on Orange County, she always says uh, Alexis Bellino. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Tamara, who was fired, it was like, Heather, what the hell? <laughs> like, I, I've done so much for you. I got you on the show, I guess, apparently. Yeah. Like, why do you never say Tamara <laughs> should come back? And so it, it, it put Tamara in this, I guess, insecure place with her relationship yeah. with Heather, which I was like, at least there's something for right. Tamara to point to. Uh, right. Um, yeah, that was funny. I honestly, we I need like a chart of every Bravo cast member that has a podcast because I forgot that Katie Maloney had a podcast. That she, like, let die. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, that happened at the, in the off-season, before season 10? I think it's been, a, like, perhaps a couple years. Oh, I, speaking of podcasts, and not to go back to Salt Lake City, but I looked in on Meredith and Seth's podcast, oh, Hanging by a Thread. Did it even ever start? Yes. Oh. The first episode was a teaser. The <laughs> second episode was 16 minutes long. And then they're on a... A two-week schedule or whatever, bi-weekly schedule. So they're going to have 16-minute episodes every two weeks. It hasn't. There's only been the teaser in one episode. Since What's the point? I have no clue because can we make our podcast 16 minutes well we're doing okay now we're, so we're about two to hit two hours and in about to hit 16 minutes, minutes. Um, um i liked um i forget exactly what they're talking about but um heather 
was saying that Tamara's an asshole. Yes. And she was like, what? And she was like, I'm sorry. Sometimes you are an asshole. And I was I, like, sing it, girl. <laughs> right. I mean, nothing could be more true. Like, Yeah. Um, but then also, this is when, like, Emily's, like, ranting against Heather, having no sense of humor and all this. And I was like, I don't like when they fight. Yeah. Um, Emily. So I love Emily. I think she's great. But for some reason, I just cannot get behind this this feud with Heather. Right. I don't believe it. And since everyone was awful to Heather this season, I was like, Emily, please stop. Like this was not it, like this, yeah. this, this part of you, I would rather watch you do anything else on the show than commit to the peer pressure of, you know, fighting with Heather and her. I don't even really believe any of her rationale. Right. Like the, and by the end of the episode, they're all like, at the end of the day, it's a sisterhood. And she's like, I really love Heather. And she's like, I love you too. And I'm like, then what the fuck was all this for? Like, yeah, I, uh, right. I felt that same way. And then also like when she was like, you were awful at the HD network party, which I yeah. even thought was, you were everyone, awful. even Tamara was like, stop. Yeah, she's like, there's sand in my food. I don't eat fish <laughs> eggs or whatever. All, like, and then she was like, oh, I'll just be boring at every party. And, you know, there's a difference between being boring at a party or, or being entertaining and not being horrible like, right. for no reason. Yeah. She was like bullying her. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they get into the Bravo con shit, which I literally, my only note is Bravo con convo boring. I like couldn't it was. follow. It, I was it, like, I refuse. I, I refuse to. Um, in the extended version, I thought this was kind of fun. Um, so they talk about how uh, Heather talked with Shannon about Gina possibly being fired. And then Gina talked about Shannon being fired. And I think they they cut this. I don't know if you saw in the main. I, don't know. I, I think they cut this because they don't want to get too fourth wall uh-huh. breaking. But Heather was like, everyone talks like this on every Housewives franchise. Like, they all talk to each other about who's. Po- I mean, it's like, it's obvious that they would, but it's just so funny that they have conversations just like us about, like, Gina yeah. could be a friend of right. next season. Like, she probably should. Like, yeah. She's not bringing a lot. Like, they have, like, producer conversations about their cast just yeah. like everyone else for sure yeah um yeah so then like heather and shannon start making up like you know they're saying like we heather usually texts me at all of my like diff- different life stages and i really miss that yeah and then um tamra said the same thing where she was like crying about heather and i was like you literally like annihilated her for like six months and now you're crying about missing your friendship like what is happening the season ended with her going goodbye bitch to heather like the worst i've ever seen someone treat someone and then it's just like i I mean we talked about it last week i think tamra has a very easy uh loophole that she pulls every single time she appears in the reunions where it's just go full force be as evil as possible create drama as much as you can and then by the reunion full mia culpa i apologize i'll never do that again let's be friends and then rinse and repeat yeah i forget what andy was trying to hold her accountable for something and kept asking questions and she was like she yells at andy to be quiet yeah which was bold and she tells him tells him to fuck off (laughs) Yeah. He wasn't that mad. No. He kind of laughed about it. Yeah, I think he just, that's just, he knows that's like Tamara and his relationship. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, I kind of wrote down uh, at the end, they talk about like, what are you going to miss about this season or whatever? Shannon's was sad. She said she's going to miss filming with her kids. Yeah. Um, Heather implies a better house is coming. Wow. Do you think it's in Orange County or Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills. Because like that would be a sleigh to put Heather on BH, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, I would probably miss her on Orange County now because yeah. I just have my newfound love for her, but she would kill it on Beverly Hills. It would be cool. I, I would love to see it. I mean, <sighs> I I think... Get George... Oh, sorry, George. Um, get um, Dr. Nassif back in the mix. Yes. Put... <laughs> I'm just spitballing. I don't know anything about his young wife now. I just know they have a daughter named Paulina. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I just think it's so funny to be a man named Paul and name your oh. daughter Paulina. Oh, oh, I, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I'm little Paulina. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I fucking love Paul Nassif. I really do. I think he's one of the goats. If I had a Mount Rushmore of husbands, he'd be on it. Yeah, he he was great. Um, so funny I'll and never so abused by yeah. Adrian. I'll never forget how Adrian um, was so awful to him when he <laughs> was doing tree. that beautiful tree costume and he was trying to be fun and frivolous and silly and Adrian goes, I hate when she's he does like, stuff like that. She's like, you're disgusting. Down from there and take off your she's tree She's like, you makeup. look like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything about you, especially when you're dressed like a tree. Now, she'd down. always like body shame him and shit. She, she was awful She to was him. a tyrant. She uh, she was awful to him. She was, um, she was a, a, a an anomaly of a human, very, yeah. very an interesting person. figure. But I would love if Terry and Heather were back in Beverly Hills, yeah. and then he'd be closer to Paul, and then we could get like Beverly Hills surgery, Beverly Hills surgery back in the mix. Can, can I say something in contrary to what you have said? Yes. So, unfortunately, Heather, I, I would love her on Beverly Hills, but she is not the energy that that cast of Beverly Hills needs. Right. She they have is too much fit of that. very perfectly in the five cast members that already act like yeah. Heather. Their, their needs they need a, a wild brandy yes. uh, or a, who was another? They need a late era Dorinda from a different yeah. franchise. They need someone who's going they to They should swap up. out Crystal for Heather. Yes. And then add a wild card. People don't want to say it, but yeah, definitely that swap would be an easy one-to-one. I'd be very happy there. And then they need a conflict generator, but I'm not talking inauthentic conflict generator. They just need someone to come in like Erica Jane where they're like, what's this energy? Yeah. We're going to be very insecure about ourselves because this new energy has so much power and everyone loves this person. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, so Heather. No, would, it's kind of like a complacent cast. Very much is. And with Rena, which I thought she's so inauthentic <laughs> and, and I hate to watch her and she's awful but still she was a conflict generator yeah she had like fire she had fire yeah you know, everyone like, else right now is very like middle of the she's road she's like tamra in a lot of ways if i yeah. was we we need to do hall of fame villains but <laughs> rena and tamra to me are like top five both yeah of them. i know you know what sometimes i miss i think we talked about this in our top list but yolanda was kind of a good mix of like oh. she was like tame but oh, yes. like unafraid oh yeah no no, uh, she likes to have fun, but she doesn't play games. <laughs> Yolanda, I feel like we've. I think we've said this before. Yolanda scared the shit out of people. Oh yeah, she's like she's so she's a perfect balance. Just like you said, when Lisa Rinna accused her of having Munchausen, and <laughs> that rumor came back to Yolanda, the way she confronted Lisa Rinna was like chilling. Yeah, <laughs> it was like Rinna, yeah. did you like you fucked up? Yeah, like she just like looks into your eyes and is like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah, like. Why would you treat someone like that? Yeah, like, I mean, Yolanda was amazing. I, I honestly think Beverly Hills could just go back to that original cast from the first season <laughs> and let's see them now, 10 years removed. It would hit so hard. Yeah, bring back the Maloof hoof. Yeah. Do you think um, if we were doing villains, God, oh my God, maybe we should move on. I have so much to say about this. Well, okay. you know, when we get in the Beverly Hills world, yes. we'll talk about it. Okay. But one thing I just want to say, 
So I've never seen Andy compliment a cast like this at the end of the season. It was really like, uh, what's that called? Like a moment of triumph. He uh -huh. was like, I want to read a question. Not really a question, a <laughs> statement. This cast is perfection. I'm going to miss you all. Like, I haven't seen that a lot. Yeah. And then also he's just like, I feel like this is one of the most successful reunions we've had. We all got to it. It was like, it was like celebrating them, right. which I don't, you don't see often. Right. Yeah. And this is when they were all like talking about their sisterhood, that they were all going to dinner afterwards. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I just want to say the last bullshit, uh, thing that Tamara said she was looking forward to having like a fresh start with Ryan. And I was like, like that's ever going to fucking happen for even 10 seconds. You're, yeah. If Ryan is back in the mix, like she's going to be 10 times more. Awful it's going to like open on the new season with her, like running around with like a knife at him. Like it's going to yeah. be no, like... no, 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 no. And she also, she opened, she opened the door to me for her to be as awful to Ryan as she can be. Because the things we learned from reunion part one about Ryan, I'm right. like, go off on him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he's awful. Yeah. Um, so two, two things I want to say. So when Andy said OC is fresh and fun this season and it's a return to form, yeah. I was skeptical of it because he yeah. toots the horn of everything. But I actually think he was right. Yeah. Right? Ultimately, was this a good season? I thought so. Yeah, me too. Like, it was kind of like if anyone asked you, like, why was it so good? Or, like, what happened? I'm like, there wasn't, like, a Scandaval or, like, a like now I'm the doggone villain. Like, there wasn't anything, like, blowout. Yeah. But it was just kind of, like, pretty consistently entertaining yes and like pretty dependable yes. and i do think it's a good cast it's like a good lineup yes there's like a good balance so that's my next question do you think if you were mapping this you know out would you just bring the entire the same cast back in all of its glory maybe i mean i mean no changes i mean you know how i feel about gina like i said i know did gina did Gina like make you at least have a little bit more of a spark for like how she reacted to the CPS thing? Yeah, and, she and did bring Shannon. some energy there that I was like impressed with. Like I was like, all right, you're like bringing some thunder here. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, I would say swap out Gina for an ingenue, but like Jen is still so fresh that it feels weird to now bring in someone newer. Right. So Jen and Ryan, yeah, Jen is new, and I feel like the second season for them. I mean. Ryan, oh God. Like, something's going to happen with Ryan. And oh, I, yeah. I, I know producers want that. I feel like he's going to like sail ac across the world and like never be seen again. I like know. something like weird. Yeah, we'll never hear from him. Um, Then Gina has possibly an engagement, which, you know, I don't know how much merit that has. But I that, don't care. I, I, I know. And the real estate <laughs> journey, I don't care. don't care. The only thing I would care about is she has a legitimate friendship with Emily, which is sort of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And but then they I don't do... really like have it anymore. No, it like fell away. I know. I guess I'm just like I'm, I feel like it's so mean because I'm like Gina needs this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would if we're say just friend of. If we're honest. being clinical, yeah. yeah, I would say maybe friend of. Um, let Jen have another season. Bring in someone new to replace Gina. Right. And then let everyone else, you know. But will Heather? technically be an orange county housewife anymore yeah like, I, I we are think, not sure what's I think happening there's a with huge that. question mark if heather wants to do this again right because um, she doesn't need to and it sucked so bad and she's moving yeah so i feel like the cards are stacked against but and then know. um maybe yeah, I mean, they'll do a cold like a trick where she starts on oc and then we watch her cross over into beverly hills like vanderpump into oh like or, um yeah my friend is inviting me over to dinner <laughs> 
Yeah, and she does it like halfway through. Her like outfit like changes. Oh, that'd be so cool. It's like an orange into a diamond. Yeah. Okay, so OC, you know, was a success. I mean, I my so. only main criticism would be Tamara, for the love of God, I hope you have something that legitimately affected you that is your real concern from your real life. Right. And that is the source of what you use your rage towards. Because this season had nothing that she firsthand felt. Right. It was all just what she could, you know, drum up. Right. Like there was like her gym closed and her dog died and all of that. But then that was over pretty quickly. And then it just was her inserting herself in everyone's business. Yeah. And then there, there's like a montage of like of. Uh, I never talked about John and Shannon's relationship. Then they have like seven instances. Where she I know. Said I was it. like, are you insane? I know. Um, well, but yeah, I mean, it was um, I, ultimately I'm, if I'm looking back, just like you said, I'm like, okay, yeah, that was a good season. And maybe you don't need a huge shake up here unless yeah. you're, unless Heather leaves and you're, you know, replacing her with somebody. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, wow. All right, well, speaking then, of shake up. <laughs> speaking of what the hell is going to happen. I mean, okay. All right. It's time to talk now about a show called <laughs> Real Housewives of New York. I don't know if people, you know, are watching this show. <laughs> it's called this episode was called A Night of Oh, A Night at Swingers, which did you think that place looked like fun? I did. Yeah. Oh, you did. It looked cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what if I said absolutely not? It's like it's a bar. It has mini golf. Yeah. It looks fun. Yeah. The cocktails, cocktails look fun. Um Whoever runs Swingers Management, they commented on my TikTok. They did? They said, next time you're in New York City, get your <gasps> ass into a swinger seat. I'll sit you in that booth where they all sit. <gasps> so, you, well, you know. The decor kind of looked like something about her. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was I was like, thank you for showing us swingers. This, yeah. is, this is fun. So, high-level thoughts. Well, first of all, let's, uh, just really quickly, I want to talk about the state of Roni um, before we get into it. Yeah. This is one episode from the finale. Yep. The finale is next week. We have to assume this isn't getting a three-part reunion, right? I hope not. How how could it? Yeah. So two parts. The ratings now, I don't know if you saw. Oh, I, I sent them An to you. An all-time low. All-time low. And, it, I mean, that's bad. I mean, it's dropping lower than it ever was. Yeah. Do you think, really, I mean, it, we'll probably ask this maybe three more times, but, like, do you think... Is this cast going forward with one or two minor shakeups, but this new reboot is continuing one more season? Or are they going to wait till the reaction of Roni Legacy and make their decision? Or like what I mean, I have I have to know what metrics they use to consider something a flop. I know right. for us this is a quality flop. But yeah. what internal metrics are we not seeing that yeah. like could possibly we you need know, to infiltrate their um, review system, or what do they call that? The the like, uh, Q score. Yeah, right. like the when you go to what's it called when they like interview people and get their opinions? Oh, focus groups. Yes. If they yeah, because I mean, they said didn't they say in the one of those books that they like heavily focus group like each cast member, yeah. and if they're unpopular, they'll get the axe. I I actually like. I uh, believe the focus groupers, whatever internal metrics they use. I mean, besides Gina lasting for five seasons where we're <laughs> like, how the hell yeah. is she still on? For the most part, like the reason why Vicky got to last 10 seasons, Ramona, people who they're, they're housewives that people like kind of pretend like they, they hate yeah. some of hate them, but obviously Love whoever is, hate. 
love to hate. Whoever, though, is actually, like, looking at this and the data they're using, obviously, they're successful. Right. You know, internally. Yeah. From the read that I get online, um, it, it feels like people hate. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sigh, but they don't... It, the vibe I'm getting is not that they love to hate her. It's that she's annoying to watch. Right. And I know you think that she isn't any worse than anyone else as far as... Do you, how do you feel She's starting that? to really piss me off. More than Aaron? They both suck. Right. And I I mean, don't let Bryn escape scrutiny either. <laughs> right? Well, we finally got to see her apartment. <laughs> okay. Did you get uh, your eyes on those books? All 11 I, books? I did. Uh, yep. And I counted them too. <laughs> wait, 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 well, just, just, just quickly, just do you think, just if you had to flip the coin, do you think, is it drastic shakeup where Roni gets back in or is it continue this and let them have one more season and maybe Sai gets the boot and Uba gets the boot. Yeah, I think a or, small shakeup. You do? So this Roni is going to continue. I think Andy seems to love it. I think they made such a bold play right. that they have to see it through just to save face. See it through and that means one more season they're even, of this? Have they said who's in the Dubai cast season two? I don't know. Because... To me, I don't know how, I wasn't, I don't know, I guess because that was a brand new season, it didn't feel as big of a deal as like the Roni shakeup. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. There's a a major helicopter alert right on top of our heads. It's Andy coming for us. We're talking Please no. Actually, we do think it's a fresh show. (laughs) Refreshing, refreshing. (laughs) Um, Dubai to me was like very underwhelming. Right. And, but I don't think anyone really cared because it was like the first season of it, period. Yeah. Whereas with this, it's like New York has a legacy or whatever. But I am curious if they're going to bring back Dubai the same yeah, or shake okay, it up. Okay, so that would be – okay, so looking to that as the, as the guiding light, if they yeah. continued on with most of the same cast, they'd probably do that with Roni. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, in this episode, I mean, I really thought there's only one powerful thing to talk about. <laughs> but overall, I was like, why? Okay, so we saw Bren's apartment for the first time. This is episode 13. Yeah. Why did it take this long to see Bryn at home right well there was all that bullshit about her building not letting her film there whatever but we are so but, used to now people filming themselves in their homes if right. you can't get camera crew in there right your iphone and, 15 or whatever would look great you could just film yourself right um but did you like i don't want to be too mean about the books but i was definitely <laughs> stunned i as couldn't hell. tell what the fuck they were so they were the the something boat of living verses little journeys <laughs> The Poetical Works of Robert Browning. May you like it. Well, first of all, so they're books that, you know, no one's at, like. My brain was like, not as you like it. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, okay. So I guess she does, have, collection. she does have rare books. Did it look like the collector So of rare, five? I've never heard of them. So they're very rare. <laughs> There's 11 of them. They were just on her, was that mantle. her dresser? Or oh. her, no, sorry. Where, where was where, it a mantle? Yeah, her, okay. Fireplace. But it didn't, to me, it wasn't like, it wasn't giving so rare book collector, did it? <laughs> it was you? giving scrambled to buy as many as she could uh, before the show Okay, aired. so I'm not, I'm not out on a limb saying that that looked a little haphazard. <laughs> it was a unimpressive amount of books. Right. And, and they, they looked... were not books that it seemed like she would read. They were giving decorative Yes, and also if if you're she's a rare book collector and like there's some sort of value to these books, these aren't not being treated well, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's just it was it was funny that it was funny that after that episode and all you know all we talked about it, it's like whoa okay maybe she does have some of these books yeah uh, yeah I don't did anything even happen I mean no yeah whatever. yeah so so this episode um uh so they showed a lot of scenes with their family which i thought were too little too late this yeah. is the penultimate episode we see size relationship with her aunt which was sort right. of a sweet scene she gifts her um her mom's artwork yeah. and i was like okay that was nice jenna goes and takes her son to get glasses it's like yeah okay uh uba finally goes outside of the house and we see what she's doing with her mm-hmm. business oh yeah but I was like, hot sauce clap but it, it was like these scenes were pulled from different times in the season and then they put them all in one episode to like really quickly give us a quick flash of like w- what we've been wanting this whole time, which is them outside of this cloistered bubble with right. each other. Like, and and in full honesty, none of these scenes were that engaging. Even though this is technically what I would have wanted, but none of these scenes landed very well. Like Monica's scene with her mom in that retirement community was like a ten out of ten. Right. No, Jenna getting glasses with her son <laughs> was boring as hell. Yeah, I mean. I was curious to see how much she spent because those were not cheap. Yeah. But, but, um, but why do you think they shoved all of these scenes finally outside of their group, like last minute in the penultimate episode? Like, do you yeah. think that they were just like, let's really quickly give you a, or, or you think it was like a note at some point in the editing that there's like, we don't know anything about them outside of the. Yeah, maybe. Group? I know. I feel like the sigh and her aunt, could have been sooner because but at the same time like she was like her aunt was emotional but she didn't really get emotional yeah and i don't know it looked like her mom's art was cool though yeah that mom's art was cool but then the real you know power of this episode is they all go to swingers minus bryn and jenna which you know obviously we wish they would have been there i think that would have like a 
changed the dynamic a little bit yeah. because the dynamic we saw was Cy and Aaron are have not stopped treating Jessel the worst you could ever treat someone, and they want to continue it. Yeah. They're like both building each other up as if Jessel is the worst person they've ever seen in their life, and they can't stop just talking shit about her. Yeah. Like completely. And Jessel has done nothing wrong. Right. Yeah. I mean, I also, yeah, they're like, Sai and Aaron are like fiends. And I actually like hate their fucking husbands too. I know. And I think like the whole lot of them are fucking whack. Yeah. And they're like vultures. And all they talk about is like, like, Abe got a BJ today. And I'm I just know. like, congrats. Like, yeah. you guys are losers. Like, yeah. I hate you. Me too. And, and Sai's like, husband really showed his true colors. He was like, um, he said so much dumb shit. I don't like, don't even remember, but he was like, uh, when Abe's like, are you going to eat food with me? He goes, what is my wife over here with me? Cause my wife's the one who tells me when to eat. I was like, damn. Oh my God. Okay. You did good before when you only said one word. I don't want to know more about you. At oh my all. God. What he says to fucking Uba yeah. where he's like, you're a spectacularly gorgeous woman. You're confident. You're smart. You're a businesswoman. Why aren't you in a relationship? Yeah. I was like, because men like you are fucking clowns, and I'd rather be alone than ever yeah, like, I'd rather die date alone someone completely. like your ass. Yeah. And then Pavit, the <laughs> only one with merit who's fun and cool, they're like all secretly talking shit behind his back about how much he has sex and what he goes to Vietnam for. And then they're all like, bro, let's go play golf together. I know. Okay, I'm going to say something. I'm okay. So I'm kind of obsessed with earning my Delta medallion status. Uh Um, Like I need to spend more money on my credit card by the end of the year to get MQMs, my Delta cuties out there. You know what I'm talking about because their system is changing in 2024. So this year is the last time I can earn it in the way I've historically earned it. And I need to spend more money on my Amex. And I also potentially need to like go on one more trip this year to earn it because then all of next year I'm platinum medallion, which is like the one under diamond, which means you get all these upgrades, you get like free shit, you get, it's just makes traveling so much better. Like just fucking undeniably better. Okay. Um, so I'm pro playing the game to that degree like i would fucking do me, that me too i i don't know why i'm well, like I, I i do know why they're putting <laughs> this under so much scrutiny because they have nothing else to talk about and they think this is entertaining but for me it's just like pavit and jessel you know are the only entertaining people on this show and you all think they're the odd ones just like i said yeah. about salt lake city and it's like yeah. they're gonna be the powerhouses next season <laughs> if you guys all get to continue and you guys yeah. will be begging to stay on the show i'm like you guys clearly aren't on like point sky or yeah. like travel talk because people do this shit all the time yeah and they're like they're really insinuating that he's like getting prostitutes in vietnam but they're like saying it which like, some people are calling them out for being like racist because it's like if he was taking like a two-day trip to paris you wouldn't say that right right it's like they're they're equating it with like sex tourism right because he's going to vietnam or whatever it's like it's awful and they are um so on the wrong side of everything and uh they are a horrible combo together because they just reinforce their bad behavior size fight with jessel um was just horrible to watch because it's like Everything Jessel says, she just can't win. Sai's like, you never make sense when you talk. I never know one thing you say, and you always lie to me. And also, I don't really care what you say. It's like, 
Which is it? Right. You criticize her constantly. Then when she says something, you scrutinize it. Uh, then you're talking shit behind her back. She's so like grating. Yeah. Like it's like so hard to listen to. And like, yeah, to bring in the whole like far-fetched idea that she was lying because she said that he had booked the flight this week, but now it's like TBD. I'm like, did that really like break your heart that yeah. like that detail was wrong? And then they're like, I understand like, so like Jenna even kind of agreed that she was like, obviously like having an alcoholic mom is different than an uncle or whatever. I, I, I don't agree with that. Okay. Yeah. It's just like, I, I mean, why, why, why do you, why? Well, it's like, yeah, you don't like know their first of all, closeness or like whatever. First of all, also did, that man died. Why, why, why did Cy, why? I, I know why. Why does Cy think it is good? Why does Aaron think it's good to talk about the difference in relations between who died of alcohol in your family? It's just not something that anyone should ever be talking about. The Especially the when we just watched a scene where she hung out with her aunt and said, right. I love you like do, a mother. Do, do, do aunts... I say aunt, but yeah. do aunts not... I switched. I said aunt earlier and then oh, okay. I switched. Do aunts not mean anything to you or do they? It, it's, yeah. just, it's just... What the hell is happening? And I just, they are bullying Jessel completely, even though they think that this is the way that the audience is going to be rallying I behind I hope them. that Andy reps Jessel he'll have in to. the reunion. I mean, he'll, he'll have to. There's no other way to to um, look at these scenes. There's yeah. no one on Cy and Aaron's side for this. Yeah. Um, and then Cy, yeah, like you said, says, I don't care again. Right. And I'm like, all right, well, then you need to quit the show because I can't take it anymore. I, I can't take you <laughs> saying you don't care about something and then being so emphatic and talking about it and scrutinizing everything and, and call Jessel out and not expect her to uh, rebut it. Yeah. Also, I, I have to say, Aaron saying that she agrees with Cy that there's a difference between a mother and uncle and saying everyone has a drunk cousin and a that drunk uncle. That was so rude. Is, is horrific. Yeah. And I know she thinks that came off as silly because everything she thinks she says is coming off one way and it comes off awful. But that was like egregiously bad. Yeah, that was Everyone offensive. has a drunk uncle that you just, they, <laughs> they, they die all around you. And, and what, like... Don't family like don't you get to choose how much a family member means to you in right. your life? Yeah, it's like not, she lived with him. It's not it's not fucking mom, dad are <laughs> are ten times more powerful than anyone else in your life. Yeah. Some people have a better where, where's Bryn saying my relationship with my grandma was ten times more important than my right. relationship with my dad totally. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just what a what a stupid hill to die on. I know. The thing is, is like ugh, it just sucks that Jessel doesn't quite have what it takes to like pop off like I know she like held firm like she stood up for herself but I would like fucking lay into these bitches too but I think Jessel is too confused about what is happening it's all it it really is gaslighting I know that term is overused but the way Cy and Aaron are saying you don't make sense when you speak you sound crazy you lie about everything you told us this about Pavitt's thing and it's like it's warping your fucking mind she doesn't know (laughs) what to say because she doesn't know what they're talking about it's like how do you have a defense against that right and they just it doesn't even matter because they're not going to accept what she says anyways right but like even at one point Pavit goes he was like haven't have you guys flown first class international and they're like yeah and i'm like you have to explain the difference between a fifteen thousand dollar like 
Emirates okay. flight between or is different yeah. than taking like a Delta flight to Europe. But he doesn't have to explain it. <laughs> I know he doesn't, but to, I would. I I'd be like, I'm talking private bedroom, caviar. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> Jessel is getting to the point, and the episode ends. Like, I thought it was a great ending. Um, I, I thought this was the best episode. Okay. Because it's like it's because Jessel is starting to learn that the this is not right. And I'm not wrong, and I need to push back about this. And I, I felt like she actually pushed back against Sai. Sai is just so much, you know, meaner about everything that it's hard to like fight with someone who's yeah. like willing to go that low and tell you you're crazy and all that shit. But I thought Jessel actually voiced herself. And then at the end, when yeah. she like finally is just taking it all in and realizing that at this point she's like it's past. What, what did she say? It's past even being just mean. At uh-huh. this point, it's like targeted. Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know. But then it sucks because, like, the people that she has to vent to are, like, Bryn and Jenna, who, right. like, give nothing. And, and, and Jenna, I feel like, has a, the wrong read. I, I didn't I, – when she's just like, mother means different no. than uncle. I was like, okay, fine. Like, I am and- totally disagreed with that when – they were saying it before but then when jenna said it then i questioned myself because like she has a fucked up situation with her mom where i was like maybe like if like she would have found that if, like i don't know i was why, like why why can't someone choose who well, sure. died to them i help? agree with you yeah and, and then bryn is like uh you need to stand up for yourself uh jessel like you really and first of all you didn't see what happened i thought <laughs> jessel pushed back enough yeah and also jessel doesn't need advice from bryn bryn right. you are not killing it uh, in every <laughs> scene you are not the, someone that jessel needs to take advice from at yeah this point so you're right she has these confidants that aren't giving her anything like there she can't rely on anyone it's like no. she's isolated no, she's completely fucked. on this show because like Bryn will then go talk to Aaron and like not stick up for and her on the other Jessel. side talk like shit. she's totally and fucked. then she's, she's telling and then after they have this post swingers party where Jessel is relaying all this information and Bryn is telling her this is all the shit they talked about Pavit after yeah they, they said he doesn't wear his wedding ring they said yeah. his speech to you wasn't articulate enough <laughs> he was like drunk as hell and when the hell would you have to give a eloquent beautiful articulate speech about how much you love your wife at a <laughs> mini golf course when you're just having fun yeah that was awful yeah um and then i did like that they uh played their cards right when pavit uh oh yeah says that um sai is bipolar they were like whoa 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 i, I, I took <laughs> it as the old way we would have said bipolar in like high school before you talk yeah. about clinical diagnosis where sure. it's just it's just people saying they're different but then yeah. they, but they're like, "Hey, retract that now because this edit is going to look so bad." Oh, and he totally. goes, "I fully retract that." Like, you know what I mean? That was yeah. I mean, I'm sure we can find. I mean, on Vanderpump Rules, there's hella, uh, uh, oh yeah, you know, diagnosing going oh. on. Like that's been a thing. He just uh, didn't I, realize I, we don't do that anymore. I think he got. I but yeah, but I. I I mean, I'm, I'm like giving him a lot of grace, but I felt like he meant it in the antiquated, not medical diagnosis version. But either way, I'm glad he just fully right. was like, no, 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 that's not yeah. what I meant. He means she's like uh, unruly, can't unpredictable. Do you think because like I have a visceral reaction and you like we are like so mad at Cy and we're so mad at yeah. Aaron and we're praising Jessel and we see like does that mean that this franchise has power (laughs) I was thinking that too I was like I mean if I'm getting this fired up about it that means but are we something are we fired up because we have to talk about it and it's so bad and we're mad but also I'm like wait if we're watching a season where Jessel's gonna come out on top and like be victorious and basically kick these people to the curb and they are gonna be fired and it's gonna be her (laughs) and some other people yeah was this ultimately worthwhile I don't know 
right? It's a hard question. Um, anyway, well, I, yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I was thinking that when I was getting all pissed off and yeah. like the entire internet is pissed off. I'm like, well, there, that's something, right? It's something. And it's like, it's not nothing. Like if they were, it's like, you know, you only talk about things you're passionate about or whatever. Right. It's like, it's Ugh, I'd I'm not than... looking forward to the whole parrot thing next week. Oh, is, is, um, is, Erin gonna bring up that she was called a parrot she like dresses like a parrot at the costume but, party but when she heard that and when Jessel eloquently and accurately called Erin um, mm-hmm. a pet parrot she didn't say shit she right. just laughed with no, Uba she had to like plot it afterwards and be like that'll be our thing she's gonna dress like a parrot yeah oh god <laughs> oh no I, it's a nightmare from oh, hell oh Oh no. Anyway, well, Roni, this this chapter of our is anything else to say before I Um, I don't think so. I, I did think it was sweet though when Jessel was like, I don't need to defend myself. That guy right there is my best friend. Yeah. And I was like, All right, that's sweet. If you've if you haven't watched Roni but you listen to Amy and I talk about Roni, you know, I, I don't know who does that, but if you do, it might be worth dipping into that Jessel swinger scene. Yeah. Just isolate it on its own and just know that Cy and Aaron are bullying Jessel, treating her like shit all season. Don't just you watch- just feel like I get the vibe that I'm like, Abe is like a cheater and I feel like either of their husbands might go to jail. Yeah. I mean, like it feels I, like they're like skis bags. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, did you, you read that, uh, size, like they don't know when her marriage started with her husband, that right. he was, she worked at the bar at his bar and he might've gotten her pregnant and they, yeah. they, 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 I mean, it's like, do you think Andy will bring that up? Possibly. I don't know. Unless she can just like, the thing is I want them to be like tarred and feathered. Like I want them to have to like go through the fucking gauntlet and yeah. I want them to have to like cry and apologize and, feel like shit yeah, for being me, such bitches me too can I, I let me i'll give <laughs> one positive thing to say about Sai. um Sai, i know that was probably hard to listen to when you're <laughs> you're pulling up turtle time and we talked about you like this but thank you so much for eating before going to swingers <laughs> even though swingers clearly had food yeah she decided to finally eat before <laughs> so she couldn't complain about being hungry regulate that blood sugar honey yeah that was nice um oh do we I, we didn't talk about this, but do we have a certified stinker this week? Cause Can we, we just had... make it sigh? Sure. Sigh. <laughs> okay. And then, and then uh, now that one positive thing, but you're the certified stinker this week, right? Yeah. She, yeah. I mean, she earned it, right? I've had enough. Okay. So sigh, t- as typical with the certified stinker award, you have two days to respond and give us <laughs> proof that you're not a stinker. And if you don't respond in two days, you're a stinker for seven full days. Ouch. <laughs> and you do not want to be a stinker for seven days. <laughs> Um, okay, well, unfortunately, even though we tried to make this one of our quickest episodes in the world, we are bordering on one of our longest, or in the range of one of our longest. We can't be stopped. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, we're talking about so many shows, and I got so fired up talking about Salt Lake City. The Blob Minute. The Blob Minute. Oh, okay. All right, well, um, if you love Amy and I, and you listen to us talk, but for some reason you don't want to be one of our wonderful, cherished Villa Rosa VIPs, we have a Patreon, and Amy and I talk about Vanderpump Rules every week yep. we are dissecting and starting Vanderpump Rules from the very first episode we're on season 3 episode 5 yes and for the price of a fish fillet you can pr- get an extra hour per week so for a month for the price of a fish fillet I never thought about it like that <laughs> and we talk about stuff like the blob Frankenstein's monster but also <laughs> mostly Vanderpump Rules from the very start so right. anyway, if you if you like us and you need even more, go to our Patreon. But then everything else, I mean, thank you so much for being a little 
Turtle Cutie. And I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, Amy and I love you more than anyone has ever loved anyone. Please sleep tight and we'll see you in one week. Bye. This one's for you tonight.